0: have entered a place of forbidden magic, where arcane evils arise from the darkest pits of the unknown, where incantations stir unfathomable horrors to life, where one must only leave behind the safety and comfort of their known world to step onto the path of the unimaginable and
1: stare into the void. Prepare yourself. This is Spooky House.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I rented this book from my school library one time when I was probably like eight, nine, ten, maybe. <laughs> It was elementary school for sure. And this is in the middle of the country in Alabama where it's really religious. And they would pray. They would I remember they did prayer and stuff uh-huh. in the public school. I mean, that's just how country this was because there was like no opposition at the time either. And uh, anyway, uh, it was yeah. this werewolf book. And it was like it treated itself seriously. And I remember it said shit like go to a flat part of a mountain, like climb up. Uh-huh. Uh, climb up to some flat clearing of a mountain on a full moon rub yourself in animal fat and
4: uh-huh. then
3: and then maybe animal fur or something like that and light a fire or something and then say this uh <laughs> this spell or something uh-huh. and it, it it felt like i felt like i had like found yeah. like this like devil book or something when i was a kid <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> my mom my mom had a, a story that's like very similar to that like a book she got out of curiosity yeah i think it was the same exact kind of story library she got this book on like spell casting. she was like you know make this boy like me or something like that but she said <laughs> she did something and then a few days after like felt like her luck was just raw like just bad things were uh-huh. around her and bad things are happening to her and stuff like that so she took the book and like went to the park or something went to some place some field and like buried the book and like did the whole you know holy trinity thing and dipped out of there and oh know, the catholic
3: uh, cross thing
0: yeah so she said yeah. you know she said after that it was like she was she never felt that same way but you know the paranoia of of like what is it like um like dipping your toes in water is that too deep or something I don't know <laughs> what a the good back at her Yeah, the abyss stared back at her, and it was just like, "Oh yeah, you want to dance with the devil in the pale moonlight."
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to episode ninety-four of the Superhouse House Podcast, everybody. My name is Andrew, and as always, I'm joined by Maddie, Hi, and Stefan. Yo, what up? Ninety-four, hot damn, ninety-four. We're making we're making our way there. Hot um, Jesus, we are going to have a special one hundredth episode thing uh we're planning that now but um we're just gonna you know um kind of tease it for now there's a teaser trailer anyway this episode we're gonna be covering stranger things season two uh and then right after that Stefan has some spooky stories for us i want to thank you guys in advance this is the least i've ever done to plan for an episode you guys are taking the reins on this one so it's fucking awesome thank you for that
0: Kick back, bro, Broheim.
3: <laughs> it's really up. All right. We're growing up. We're growing <laughs> boys. And we're growing boys, boy. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Maddie, make it, Maddie, take it away. Uh, we're going to do the Maddie format, I assume, for Stranger Things Season 2. And just for a disclaimer, uh, I have extenuating circumstances, and I've only seen up to Episode 5 as of the time of this recording. And, um, yeah. All right. So, I will be leaving at some point, so I don't spoil it for myself. But Maddie and Stefan will take over and go over the whole thing. So anyway, take it away, Maddie. Oh, okay. I got it. All right. Hey, guys. What's up? Um, whole... <laughs> uh, welcome, Superhouse
5: Podcast listeners. This is our review of Stranger Things 2, starring everyone from season one, except Barb, R.I.P. Barb, and some <laughs> newbies. All right. Let's get started. Um all right, Andrew, we're going to start with you because you have obligations and you can't watch the best fucking show on television right now. <laughs> um, so Andrew, general thoughts, you're up to see, you finished episode five, correct? So you'll be going into six.
3: Yes, yes, that's correct. Okay, so
5: what do you think of the show, your general thoughts? You can even point out stuff that Stefan and I might talk about later. Okay. Like that you're like, oh, I really dug this scene and I like, like this relationship's really cool. But Steph and I will do the deep dive. Gotcha. And get into it. So Go ahead. All right, Andrew. just
3: just to explain a little bit more about where I am, because if you binge watched it, like a lot of people have, um, you probably probably all runs together. So the end of episode five is where they go down into those tunnels to save Chief Hopper, uh, and um, they, you know, uh, Bob goes down there. He's like, "Is this Will's? Uh, is this Will's drawings?" And then it ends yeah. on Will freaking out because they're burning the inside of the tunnel. So. Mm
5: what a great moment by the way yeah
3: Yeah. great great fucking moment so that's where i have stopped for now and back to the original question uh i am really loving the show it it has retained the magic um i mean fuck it still has a great fucking intro well i guess we're talking about that intro intro a little bit more later on but um let me go as, as much detail as i can before i dip out of here for a second um one of the main things I want to say is I, the first season, I mean, both of them are obviously about the kids for sure. But for this, for this season, for me, it's all about that chief. I love chief in this one, man. Hopper is fucking awesome. I mean, I don't know. He's just like, I like his character and the actions that he takes. And he kind of like, I kind of get the vibe that he doesn't give a shit if he's going to die or not. He, he, He's really like uh he, he's really to kind of risk it all because he just doesn't give a fuck because of the things that's happened in his in his life, I guess, which were in yeah. season one.
0: And um fearless, uh, fearless like, yeah. He's fearless like Agent Dale Cooper and and Fox Mulder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: um it's cool to see Will actually do stuff this time because he kind of gets the shaft in the first season. Um but also this time he's still kind of like pretty I mean, separate from the main team. Um, everybody seems really kind of disjointed because there's just so much shit going on, and they're adding the new girl. And um, Finn Wolfhard is his character's having a hard time with that, and that that's all really interesting, and it, and it's good to finally see Lucas's parents, too. <laughs> Erica, the daughter, is hilarious. Yeah, she's um, good. And I like a little bit of the touch of the racial stuff, and I I don't think that Stranger Things should be tackling a bunch of race, racial type issues because it it might just take away from the rest of the spooky stuff. That's the world we live in, baby. What's scarier than than social indifference, man? <laughs> but it was cool to see, um, you know that that scene where he's like, I don't want to be Winston. Winston is not a scientist, and he's also the last to join the team so i thought that was really cool and you know if you're a young white kid hell even adult white people don't know this
0: shit that's called civil nerd rights the black
3: uh, your black friend might not want to be the black character in the shows you know (laughs) it's that's that's (laughs) you need to slow clap (laughs) but that's some shit that's probably best learned at that age of the stranger things kids i don't know why i'm going off this fucking tangent but i really did like that part uh quite a lot um, what else can I say man Um, I feel like I haven't seen Bob do a whole lot yet and I feel like he could kind of go either way please don't spoil anything for me but I feel like <laughs> That's it's, why I'm not saying a fucking word <laughs> it kind of feels like alright for me at this point in the game episode 5 it feels I don't I still don't trust the guy totally and even though he's going down there he's, he's solving the map uh, he and he finds out where where Chief is and everything, and he and he seems to be really helpful so far. But there's still feels like the show is like hinting at something. He, he's like, um, I don't know, like varies or something. Not quite as like, we, well, we finally learned that varies is, is kind of a good guy in the last in the last season that we saw of Game of Thrones. But for me, for the longest time, he cu- he kind of could have gone either way. Uh, and that's sort of the general feel I get about Bob, um, but I do like. I mean, sh- from from an acting standpoint, I mean, of course, Sean Astin is great. He's he's really great in that role. Yeah. Um, of course, all the kids are amazing. Again, those like toothless jokes, or he, he's uh, what does he say? These pearly whites or something? No. Yeah, <laughs> that shit's hilarious. Yeah. The kids look exactly the same too, which is which is great. I'm glad they, they really they're growing up, man. yeah Yeah. they they needed to shoot that season real quick yeah i'm glad they did um because they look mainly the same finn wolfhard looks a little taller i think uh what else um interesting to see what's happening with with nancy and uh what's the older brother's name jonathan jonathan yeah 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 that's yuka's favorite in the show by the way is jonathan
0: Mm. oh yeah cannonball. who is that actor what was he in he's so he familiar
3: just, just found with some cocaine on the plane or something on the way to the
5: he's british or scottish too yeah, yeah he's british that, no
0: interesting character that was interesting he's um, gonna be cannonball in uh the new mutants oh yeah that's oh right. i thought you were talking about the fucking the brother with the the blonde mullet Oh no, that's no, Dacker Montgomery,
3: big. who was the Red Ranger, who was so pure that's in the,
0: he, um, that's what he's from. He's good. He so
3: pure yeah. in the Power Rangers movie. And yeah. he's that, that guy's Australian. But he, he plays he's a like,
0: villain way whole better.
3: Douchebag, and he's great in the role. And yeah, at, still at this point in the game, they he's he's dropped hints like, Oh, we're family now. Like, oh, they're family now. What does that mean? Uh, and there's some other things like I don't even know what their deal is. And that new girl, Max yeah she's like for me she's like somewhat likable but i don't know she's she's still she she hasn't she hasn't like won me over yet entirely Like, like if i was a kid and i'm and i was that age and i met that girl with that personality we would not be hanging out man because when i was a, I mean, kid, she's a skater
0: what you got you got to have patience man with a girl like that she's just she's not just gonna give it up because because she's hair. from california and she's going to fucking
5: indiana you got this indiana <laughs> mindset with these fucking kids <laughs> Bad max man
3: i don't i don't Who even are know what Bad max? what do you get what their deal is man I, I i know you guys are probably biting your tongue on this shit but <laughs> i'm just like fucking a man i like are they even brother or sister why is that guy such a douchebag what are they running well, from you know what? you you find you, you get you,
5: all things are answers
3: all right all right good um yeah uh what else who else do we need to talk about here um uh who else about who, who am i missing what am i missing here if i covered oh, all dude, the bases, I don't, I I don't know what i can oh.
5: e- i honestly oh. don't know what i can and can name dog. a character's
3: name you said 11 that's good um oh, yeah. yeah her backstory is cool it's good to finally learn that her name is jane um, I, I, this episode, she goes in like uh, mind melds with her mother, uh, and, yeah. uh, we get to see what happened to her and she got like her brain fucked with, uh, that, that was, I mean, yeah, that was cool. Um, man, I, yeah, I mean, it's, everything's happening. It, it's really, um, emotional and, uh, I don't even know what else to say, guys. It's, it's just a really good season two and some episodes are just like, he got like chief yelling at at 11 and then fucking will is crying for half the episode. And it's like, fuck that episode was just heavy. Like it was just kind of hard to deal with. Um, but at least it's hitting you there. You know, it's, it's really, uh, it's really tugging at the, uh, emotional strings or whatever. The emotional penis. My emotional penis. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) um all right right. and it opens one last thing it opens up with something that seems to be totally well it's related because it's i you know what is probably part of 11's uh lab experiments or whatever but as as at this point is where i am they haven't gone back to that at all and that was the prologue to this whole season so Mm -hmm. i'm going to be interested to see how all that plays out but well, that's basically it. I'm going to now play some Elite Dangerous or some shit. Wait, and, hold on. I'm not done with you. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> you
0: son of a bitch.
5: <laughs> um, so um, I, we brought this up <laughs> earlier, but oh, oh, i just yeah, want yeah, to yeah. bring it to the podcast listeners about some people on Facebook said that, you know, you're a monster if you skip the Stranger Things opening or if there's a special place in hell for you. I don't know if that's exactly what they said, but it would be something that I would say. And listen, I'm all fan for title sequences. I think they're great. I think when they're done really well with like Stranger Things or Game of Thrones or like even Dexter, some of those ones that are just really well done. It's great. Yes, yes. They look cool. But what like, man, I need those. I need story. I need character development. I need awesome fucking creatures on the screen as soon as I can get them. So yes, will I skip it? Hell yeah, because I want. I want that minute gone. I want it gone so I can start watching the show. But it's like right. some people are just like, I watch it every time because it's so good. And I was like, okay, let's break this down. So I watch the Game of Thrones ones every time because there's like moving buildings and cool shit happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's honestly just the thing—the name Stranger Things coming onto the screen. And you, listen, the theme song is fucking dope as shit. I love it. I mean, I have a fucking Dustin hat on right now. I love this <laughs> fucking show. Do you, do you, listener, who might have made one of these comments? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if you do. But I, do. I'm things right now. but I don't understand why people got like if you were like it was like oh if you skip this you're going to hell <laughs> oh, i mean it's 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 letters slowly coming
0: onto a screen
5: yeah i like it's cool i get it but it's not the best opening i've do ever you, seen
0: do you do you feel the urge to not skip it when it comes on and then you have to make that the like deliberate decision to be like i'm skipping it you know um, I just did it. like I'm saying, does I was, it like, like, I, hurt when you do it? No, it doesn't hurt because
5: I want to get to the show because you know what I just did? I just watched episode one. Seen the opening. Great job, guys. Same as last season. Moving on because I didn't know what's going on with Will, 11, wh- what the fuck this big giant thing is in the sky. I got other things to worry about than watching that fucking opening. <laughs> You know, I just (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get why people are like, oh, special place in hell for you for not watching this opening. And it's like people are fucking stupid. (laughs) And you know, I think out of one fandom that would be like, you should watch the opening. You think you'd hear this from Game of Thrones fans? Yeah, that's true. You know, true. Yeah, because I mean, like, I mean, generally they do change. Like, I never depending on what's happening in the episode. I'll do it occasionally. Like when I was rewatching it, I skipped on every new episode. I don't. Because I feel like they give stuff away even in that. Like, they yeah, might do a new land. I'm like, oh, we're going someplace new. That's dope. I like we're that. We're fucking with our minds, but, yo.
0: <laughs> yeah,
5: but I don't know. I just didn't get the like all the hubbub about it. It was like, what? Really? You guys are like, out of all Anybody- the cool shit that happened this season, no one's talking about anything except for don't skip that fucking really? intro. Or
0: you're gonna lose friendships, God. and it's like, whoa, hold up, dude. I knew were like, dumb, but I didn't think they were that dumb.
2: <laughs> whoa. Whoa. we're gonna have fans listening to
0: this, and they're
5: gonna be like, "Fuck the, fuck those Super House guys. They don't know what fuck they're missing." House, <laughs>
3: these these people are either kind of joking, or if they are serious,
0: <laughs> they're fucking assholes.
3: All the thing I gotta say is it's Like, it's just a show. I mean, it's good that you're fans of it. I think most people like that intro. It's fine. Um, when I I personally don't don't skip it, but I don't care if you do. It's just that fucking Netflix has that feature right there. It's really hard not to do that. So honestly, I don't really give a shit. It's kind of a non-issue for me. Um, I, I, I think I mean, skip it or not skip it. It's fine. Um, I understand if you do. I understand if you don't. <laughs>
5: honestly there didn't even there doesn't even need to be an intro for me for stranger things i just i just want to watch it i'm enthralled with the I characters
0: IV right to the fucking bloodstream it gets you yeah in, man i, I mean don't... that
3: that song it's like almost like pavlovian it's like oh yeah it's stranger things I, can i just give my
0: testimony for a second yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh <laughs> testimony. yeah be, I'm, I'm ready it won't be long um I, I fully agree with the stance that everybody should be allowed to do what they want to do in their own private time. I don't watch the show with any pants so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say that's how I live my life and I personally didn't skip it ever but there was a conscious decision like should I skip it or just listen to the song again and like watch the credits or whatever. It gets me in the mood. I really yeah, like yeah. it Yeah, but same, it, same. It, it, it was like a drug. It was like the first time when that shit first came in, when they have that first cold open of the second season, you're like, "Oh my god, it's already starting!" They're going to start with the song. What are we doing? we are you know, like you're thrown into it. And then, and then, as soon as that fucking ding, 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 when that shit came on, I was standing and clapping <laughs> and exclaiming. How much I was like, I was, I was, I was audibly saying things like. This shit's back, baby. Woo. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> you know. Stranger things. Yes. And I, you know, it was so.
3: You're watching it in your boxes or just your cock flapping a Kimbo? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: hope it's. i got to say. I don't know which one I hope. Sometimes it slips out. <laughs> 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 Talk about strange. Anyway. you know i i get get, get where that angle maybe could come from i don't agree with it because i think it's fucking retarded sorry i didn't mean to say retarded but (laughs) but you know it was a special motherfucker it was a special thing for me to listen to it every time westworld i listen to that opening every time the daredevil opening is really great mindhunter is really great and i think it's more about the music than anything else and I think people at yeah. Stranger Things are aware of that. And I agree with you, Maddie, but I'm also saying I did watch it every time.
3: Maddie, what intro will you not skip <laughs> other than Game of Thrones? Cause I think you probably don't skip yeah, that one. You said you
0: didn't skip uh, it. I then sometimes Game of Thrones, sorry.
3: I would
5: skip it sometimes just depending on, um, uh, Game of Thrones. I would skip if I'd already seen the season, like done. Oh, okay. So, new,
3: new episode. Just watch it all. You're an intro skipper. Unless in I'm
5: like, yeah, I mean, I just I just want to watch the show, man. I mean, I know the intro. It's not it's it's nothing new. I mean I get I get if it was like something new every time or they did like a new logo or like it was like a reference to like a fucking film that they love. I'd be like, this is dope. But it's the same thing. And like a million So the thing that I like just for a split second here, the thing I like about Stranger Things, it's all references to great things from the eighties and seventies. So yeah, I've yeah. seen this logo. I've seen it slowly go onto the screen before. And it's just like, I've seen it, man. Like, I know, like, I got it. I'm in. I love this fucking show. I Like, I remember when it first premiered, and I was like, what the fuck is this? It was like a couple of days before the first season, and I had no idea what the fuck this thing was. And I was like, I'm watching this. I don't even care. Maddie doesn't have time for your bullshit. Basically. And I was going to say, too, about what Stefan said save your like he watches shit. it with it he, well he watches it with his pants off but you did not get on facebook and go just so everyone blah 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 if you're not watching stranger things with your pants off fuck all of you <laughs> and it's like wait whoa dude like i mean i just sat down i got off work so and many I rules. Of, yeah i was like wait i gotta watch the intro i have to watch it with my pants off you gotta be comfortable <laughs> you know But sometimes like my dick has to come show. out so i have to be good <laughs> show Uh, It's I don't know it's it's a lot it's a lot to I just want to watch the show man I just want to see the characters I want to see what I want to see where everyone is and like I watched it when it came on for like two episodes and I was like then I was hooked man after like that second episode I was like binge time here we go skipping it skipping it I need all the time I like you know like I had to stop and go get food like what the fuck's that shit about you know like (laughs) like I got time to make up and I can make up those minutes by skipping that intro so. It's all about time frames, making sure I'm meeting them, and making sure I can get this shit done to give you, Superhouse Podcast listeners, this fucking review. Concisely. So excuse me and for that skipping that. Minute.
2: Minute. <laughs>
5: that was a Maddie Minute. It was like... <laughs> that was a Maddie Minute. <laughs> that's
3: like uh, a back in black from... Know, uh, yeah, that's like back in yeah. black from, uh, what do you was. call it, um, Daily Show back in the
0: day fucking where Louis Black would come on just to go yeah. on a fucking A yeah, exactly. fucking american <laughs> flag drops behind maddie and actually now that we bring it up i want to talk about this you son of a bitch <laughs> that's good i room, i, I i'm all
5: for that being a uh, a segment
0: that's the, the popeye's chicken on. of podcast segments <laughs>
5: uh, well, I, I, we really should just be like
0: <laughs> we really should be like Sorry. and that's maddie's limit brought to you by kfc the Matty Minute. Yeah. No, you get good. Good on a rant and a tirade. The only thing I can think to do is stand and clap. It's like a natural instinct. With your with your, uh, with your fucking dick out. Yeah. Heart erect. <laughs> Saluting.
3: My I keep got my a, pants a, on, it's got I a helmet. A
0: helmet. <laughs> it's like General Patton. And I'm just there clapping. <laughs> it's General Patton at salute, man. All right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And I say to myself, Jesus Christ, it's so simple.
3: Wow, it's it's so Do you put an American flag in between you and your dick? Yes, it's Dan.
0: I just stab it right in the? So people. there's a dick,
3: there's a flag behind. Remember, right in the people. too much talk talk about your and dick, the, I guess.
0: Well, then I flex the kegels, right, and then it and, the flag, <laughs> and then the flag waves.
3: Okay, so right now, they're uh, Maddie and Stefan are going to deep dive into the entire season, and I'm going to leave for a moment and come back after they're done just so that I don't spoil the show for myself. So anyway, take it away, boss. Honorable.
0: Honorable. Ah, we got God this. Speed. Godspeed. So Stefan, I just want to know your
5: general thoughts. Season two, you know, uh-huh. just a little bit to get us started. Just what'd you think
0: overall? Very enjoyable. Really excited. As soon as it kicked on and knew that I was back in the stranger things universe for a wild ride um and it just has a little bit of everything in it and it's like you know it's a sequel season in such a way that the greatest sequels to your favorite movies have been it just mm. to me this is the aliens of you know the stranger Things season one's alien <laughs> that makes sense i mean you know what i mean
5: right yeah i mean people go uh, people have asked me like uh what do you think of it and i was like if i had to compare it to two films right first season second season i go alien aliens yeah and usually when you say that you're like oh shit
0: yeah i think there's a pretty obvious inspiration throughout is which is why i go there but it is so true it's very fucking that's what i can say for now yeah um But that's i was just
5: gonna say that it's like if i had to like sum it up for someone who that i knew was had seen alien and aliens and alien films and like what would you compare the stranger right. things to i would say those two films like sum it up i would not like yeah. say terminator terminator 2 totally you know, for obvious reasons Close, because what but, happened yeah. we'll be talking about much later on but um yeah, I thought it was fucking, dude. I I didn't know what was in store for us. I didn't think it could get any better than season one, honestly. Because yeah. really. it just kind of came out of nowhere, and like, I was just like, it was so nice because it was just like such a small kind of, you know, it's like kids up against this like the Demogorgon, dude. Like, oh, that's got to be intense. But fucking the Duffer Brothers and uh, Sean Levy, man, fucking hey, a, yeah. they fucking yeah. they know what the fuck, fuck, fuck they're him. doing. And, you know, and the turnaround time, too, to make something, you know, probably because, like, they had no budget. Like, I'm, I'm sure Netflix gave them a lot of money to make season one. And I'm yeah. sure – and season two, just, like, the film quality of it and just the way it looks. I yeah. saw some comparison yeah. shots when the Beyond Stranger Things is yeah. worth a watch. All right. Yeah, once we get to the end, um, just because of some stuff I read from, like – sure. Nerdist and other places that like have their own like after shows or like, you know, like basically podcasts and shit. We're downing it. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, I just, uh, fucking, you know, I didn't, I knew that they would top it. I knew that they had an idea or they wouldn't have done it. Cause stranger things was a, and when it was first conceived it was supposed to be Demogorgon's a season. And then it was supposed to be something different for stranger things. Season two it was hmm. going to be what other stranger things are out there. Okay. And I was like, that, that's that. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's how they conceived it originally. But like, everyone fucking loved Stranger Things. Yeah, definitely had a plan because this doesn't seem like you know. Sometimes when you get like yeah. a show that comes back and you watch some of it, I'm gonna. I love the X Files, but that new, didn't that like last season lost, that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like they have they have a plan, and I don't think they. And the thing that I like about this show and the creators and everyone behind it, it doesn't seem like they do a shitty Stranger Things show. Like there was no ideas, Stranger Things would be over. Yeah. You know, and I think that's important that you have that kind of creative and even the kids, like these kids are young, but they seem to be like, you know, watching the beyond stranger things. It's like these kids get in this characters and they understand like who they are and what they're getting into. I mean, I know they have yeah. a lot of fun when you watch them in those videos, but they're kids. They got to have the fun, but yeah. man, season two is fucking dope. I, so you know, people who are so taking their time. Someone said to me earlier, it's like, Oh, I don't want to binge it. Cause I want to enjoy it. And I, I love to binge. If I can binge, why not? Yeah. Home alone, I don't have anything to do. No one's calling me, like, Maggie, let's go out. Let's get some beers. Let's go do something. Yeah. You know, I love to sit in and watch a movie. And you know what I did? I sat in and watched a nine hour fucking movie, and I loved every second of it. (laughs) You know? So, uh, Those are my general uh, thoughts on season two.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just so, want to add to that for a second and okay. and, and, and speak to like, you know, the, the show is very nostalgic as well. It has a lot of plays on a lot of our nostalgia being like eighties kids, nineties kids, um, mostly eighties are referenced to eighties blah blah. Mm-hmm. But, um, <clears throat> but, you know, getting, jumping back into it and I was sitting there and I just was like so comfortable. I got to watch it on, on a few days off chaining together. So it was like so perfect. And I was just mm-hmm. back in that space I was a year ago when I was fucking binging this shit, smoking weed, and just fucking relaxing and enjoying. And, and you know, same thing this time. And it was just like, I don't want to say so much a better experience because that was such a great experience, but this just added to it all across the board. Yeah, <clears> that's <throat> good. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So um, for the next section, I kind
5: of broke this up into like old cast, new cast, and then we're going to get into um okay you know what happens with the creatures and like the you know the cool shit i like but um so we're gonna do something a little different where it's like i'm just gonna get your general thoughts about where the old cast is throughout the Mm -hmm. entire season like you know um we're gonna kind of break down certain people who get together in certain scenes and like Uh become friends sort of but like do you like where the old cast is when you start and like when you finished like don't get specific because i will have like points but like I think I got you. Just generally, do you like the old cast and where they are and who they are now? I, uh,
0: I like, I like that they're allowing the old cast, the cast from the first season to branch out. I thought at times new characters were a little excessive, Mm -hmm. but I liked that they were able to weave these different narratives with the characters from the first season With new characters giving them like a a nice space to work in Um, you know because they're like the best of friends they're Mm -hmm. what I think what you really want to sell from the Duffer Brothers point of view and as a television show is that that friendship is unbreakable they're the it kids you know they're gonna be fucking friends yeah they're gonna be come back when they're older you know there's potential for that why wouldn't there be you know it's just a great show anyway I don't want to get ahead of myself but but um i really i really really enjoyed the development of character with with both old cast members and new cast members yeah yeah
5: yeah i just want to say like i thought the old cast was great i didn't feel like any of them missed the beat of who they were in the first season yeah um you know i liked uh, i liked the things that happened with certain relationships and certain team ups that you don't expect i thought it was great um I I just think it's great when you get back into a show and like, you know, it hasn't been that long, but it's nice that you, uh, you know, it feels familiar because you don't want to watch Stranger Things uh, 2 and be be like, oh, you know, Dustin isn't acting the same. This is weird. Like what's happened, you know, but, uh, you know, other things happen and that's, yeah, I just thought they were great, man. It was good to see them again it's like hanging out with friends you haven't seen in a year. <laughs> and it was, you know, uh, I, I would want to yeah. hang out. With, I would want to, I want those guys to be my best friends. And that's like, it takes me back to a place of like, you know, being a freshman or like, you know, just being younger and, you know, riding bikes with friends and like watching cool movies with them. And, you know, but um, I just, yeah, it was nice to see them again. And, and like you said, Duffer brothers, they know what the fuck they're doing, man. Like, they get these characters. They are these characters, you know? Uh, They did all this stuff, and I'm sure they had a close friend group like this and older brothers and stepdads and other things that, you know, this shit happens. I mean, some of it's a kind of play on, like, stereotype, but it's done well,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I want to, not that I want to, but I think an easy... um, criticism could be like you know it's like a suburban kind of set childhood Mm -hmm. um but you know what like i didn't grow up in the suburbs i grew up in the city and everybody has these kind of friends and these kind of connections so i think the relatability overall doesn't matter where you are you know what i mean and you know it plays to that amblin era um childhood nostalgia but at the same time like when i break it down i look at these kids like i had friends like this too and we were like Running around the city and stuff the same way that they're running around their town, you know. Like, um, I think the experience is to the show's credit is 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 based on that relatability, you know. Well, the character. Duffer
5: Oh yeah, I just wanted to before we move on to like certain relationships mm-hmm. that I want to talk about. Um, there, the Duffer Brothers do say in the Beyond Stranger Things show, which again watch Uh it if you enjoy the show uh, because it's the actors talking about their characters and some behind-the-scenes shit but they do (laughs) say how like they were talking about like how you couldn't set stranger things in a current time like you couldn't set it in today's time with cell phones because they were talking about the freedom of being a kid without a cell phone where you're like mom going out to play Mm -hmm. and then you know you end up walking on train tracks or doing something very dangerous that you probably shouldn't have been doing you know and uh it was just like i was like dude that's right like i remember just like going and like jumping my bike off dirt mounds and like with a gang of dudes just we're all riding like our bmx's you know it's like i don't do kids do that anymore like i don't know man it just uh it was cool to see them be like you you kind of like when you go off with your friends and your parents don't know where you are you, you you go on adventures and like do kids go on adventures anymore since like your parents can like Tap your phone and know where you are at all times. Like, do you get any of that? Explore. It's weird. Like, I don't know what that would be like to be a kid today. But the Duffer Brothers get it because we're all kind of the same age within, and they cap they capture it in fucking Stranger Things, which I love. You mm-hmm. know, like, but
0: definitely. All
5: right, so we're gonna move on to. All right, so we kind of like I get. So this is hard because we've done, goddamn. Uh-huh. We can dissect a fucking episode, yeah. right?
0: It's tough when and it's I'm a bitchable kind of series.
5: Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so we have to unpack like nine fucking episodes of shit. I'm going to forget shit. Hey, i probably say oh, shit that I will have totally forgotten about. And we might just skip something entirely. Minute. Listeners, let us know if there's anything you want us to go back and talk once Andrew's watched it, which who knows how long <laughs> that fucking shit will take. But anyway, back to it. Hopper and Eleven living together in a fucking cabin. Your thoughts, what you liked about it. Uh, I don't know, man. Just like tell me because I, fuck, I will, uh, it's a great First, pair up, man. I didn't think I wanted it, <laughs> but I did.
0: <laughs> First off, I just want to say <laughs> it was a great, um, you know, what was the end? We saw her getting the egos out of the fucking, uh, yeah, the little tracking the storage box thing or whatever you know like just to just to make that connection and they don't like shy away from it it's like immediate like this is what's been going on and i really liked that they um you know they gave us a few episodes of them living together and interacting with one another and the trust that they've built with each other and like you know hopper's a bad motherfucker man and and he you know he's but he's got a good heart he will like he will kill anybody for the slightest thing. It seems like he'll fucking get in a fight with anybody for the smallest yes. thing, but the things he cares about, he fights for and he protects and he stands for. Um, And, you know, 11 as powerful as she is, he still felt v- responsible to her. And she kind of like took to that, you know, cause she's just a child and you know, that father figure, the daughter figure, she has no guidance. And I think in this season really like set her, leaps ahead of where she was when she first started you know that's like she was so raw and you know fish out of water but hopper gave her this humanity that that now she has her power and she has her moral kind of fabric stitched in there that um you know it's just like the extension of that influence shines through to her you know and hopper's like mm-hmm. that like fearless character who's lost everything you know and it makes that he's lost everything makes him the most powerful and since she's the most powerful she like takes from that and it gives her such like great like nobility i guess or like you know great character huge heart <clears throat> so good yeah i uh
5: i i don't like i didn't know what to expect from this season i, I don't i remember seeing like the, t- the like the trailers but I didn't really read a lot about like, if there were any kind of like, you know, set photos of them being together or something and, you know, but God, man, it's, I love it because like, we know Hopper has lost a family, you know, and to have him like, see him be a dad was fucking incredible, you know? And then just, I don't know. It's just so fucking good, dude. Like, I don't even know what specifically to say. I just, I love both those characters. I love every character Mm -hmm. in the show yeah but it's like 11 is so good because it's like because she is she's a human with like a mutant power basically and we've seen this mutant story done so many times but yeah those two together bring a new light to it like i can kind of compare it to like it's a it's better than like the show the gifted you know because okay
0: i didn't want to say it out loud because i have been enjoying gifted but stranger things like is hitting that fucking paranormal mutant power shit, like in a heavy way. You have yeah. to Take note. And I mean,
5: like in the beginning of the season, like we mentioned, it's like we get introduced to a new subject, mm-hmm. you know, who has a different power, which I think is fucking brilliant to like, see where this is going to go. But yeah. we'll get into that a little later. Um, right on. But yeah, I just, I love those two together and, I guess they had a lot of fun and it's like, was hard to wrangle both of them in on the set yeah. because they would like go oh, off of each beautiful. other and then it would get a little, get a little crazy. Uh, I love all the, like, I love the good moments with them. Like, I love that scene where he's like, you know, it's a compromise. And she's like, what's compromise? She, and he's like half happy. And then she says like, He's like, oh, I'll bring home candy. We'll watch a scary movie. You know, we'll get fat yeah. on candy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what you want to do with your dad, you know? And she's yeah. like, I'm half happy. And she smiles a little bit, like, oh, uh-huh. Millie Bobby yeah. Brown, you got those acting chops and I love them. And, you know,
0: <laughs> Millie, um, Millie Bobby Brown. Uh,
5: but yeah, it was just so good. I love that relationship. Uh, moving uh-huh. on to like a third season, I hope we get more of that. Like, you know, yeah. the way the season does end. It seems like, you know, they will, like, it's going to be his daughter. And that's fucking great. I love it. Yeah. yeah and I, I love yeah. later on when they, they have this big falling out. And it's a bit, like, it's like, it's like Eleven using her fucking powers and shit. And just, like, going at him and just being mad. And, like, you've had this fight with your parents before. It's like, but you never had, like, fucking mind powers to fucking, yeah. like, yeah thing about it. But it's just, like, I love the scene towards the end. Like, when they're doing their big final, like, you know, Ellen Ripley going into the uh, Uh the Queen's hive, you know, and uh, they just like they just they they have that moment where it's like we both acted stupid, and you know we see Eleven change. She becomes a little more punk rock. She gets a little you know a little older, and uh, I don't. It's just such a good relationship. It's like a relationship I think that I would want with a kid. You know, like to be really open to what they're into. Mm And I think a really cool thing was she's like, he's like, oh yeah, you look cool. And she's like, bitching. And he's yeah. like, all right, okay, bitching. Yeah. And I love that he says it because it's like, yeah. Hopper's a cool dude. He's not trying to be like, you know, yeah. Yeah, the strict definitely. father, but he like, he loves her, you know, obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was so <laughs> because, good. Because um, I don't hate it. You
0: know, <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. yeah, Their lines
5: are so good. Like, it does, love, like if any of yeah. this was bad,
0: Lived. That's like if one thing can be said uh, amongst the many like the filmmaking in the entire series is just so good so well thought oh, out yeah. and just like with love and heart like I don't know I can't stop saying like but <laughs> I know it sucks cuz it's like it's one thing you're not supposed to do when you talk <laughs> yeah. on a like on any like
5: ah, it's so bad but it, uh, but like you know it, it's so, so good, like, but like it's so good <laughs>
0: and we've done this for 94 episodes you uh, think we'd be better at this we know we know what it takes 94 <laughs> episodes and we like to like yeah we
5: do but we like <laughs> to yeah. like for sure um so uh to take off the hopper and 11 thing uh-huh. uh we finally under we get we know 11's name now which is jane Gene, yeah which i'm gonna say just real quick was a little let down by the name i think 11 or l is a cooler name uh uh-huh. like but M- maybe that's just because l- i want to be M- a number M- i don't know what that means yeah um but um i do i like i after i sunk in i do enjoy that she has like a, a human name now she's not a number yeah. anymore um they can like you know it, it's gonna be interesting <laughs> to see if in uh the third season they just refer to her as jane or if like l and 11 is like more of a nickname now
0: yeah so, yeah but... Jane was good, but I prefer Judy. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> and... no, I feel you on that. Like you know, like L was like it, a lot of her personality was kind of connected to that um, designation. And now, like Jane, but you know, like nobody else knows she's Jane other than herself, her mother, and Hopper. Really, like like mm-hmm. I, I I imagine the friends, um, the the boys, and everybody will call her L still.
5: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I think it's going to I definitely think there's going to be an episode where they address that she has a name and (laughs) they're all going to have reactions to it, which I can't wait. Um, Yeah. And uh, we're just going to cover this real quick, like her meeting her mom, which Hopper in an an episode says that she she's not around anymore, but Eleven finds her. I can't stop calling her 11, man. It's Jane's just not going to work till like it'll she, have to be like the fourth no, no. season that I might no, call her Jane. It's, you know, <laughs> no. we
0: are, you know, we call Logan Logan some of the time. You know, mm-hmm. Wolverine most of the time. It's Wolverine. So, um, yeah. She's, she's an omega mutant. <laughs> she might as well be. So did you
5: were you into like uh the little road trip uh the road trip road trip sections that 11 went on?
0: yeah that was cool when she she, she fucking pulled up in chicago i was like yeah i loved it like that's awesome like she's adventuring you know you could easily have had a couple episodes maybe a single episode of just her journey and talking more with people on the bus you know like if you've ever been on a greyhound talking to people you know there's all kinds of stories that you'd traded and you know it is as supplemental uh dreaming here you know her journey the idea of her journey is really great you know and uh when she pulled up to chicago and she's on this mission and you know she finds those other fucking outcasts and stuff like i'm all about the outcast themes and stories and stuff like that like we're all the outcasts some of the time but um uh so yeah that's what i have to say about that so far
5: you honestly i was watching it and watching it i was i was i was like come on get back to my cast (laughs)
2: <laughs> I need i need my Dustin, i need it's, Lucas, it's hard to i need my step Will. step away
0: from yeah. from that that world that you're so like into for sure. I get that.
4: But
5: when she was on her adventure finding her mom, finding Kali, which we'll get into Kali a little later in the outcast and that. I have the, I have it broken up into outcast and new cast. So I'm trying to separate it a little bit just so we can yeah. talk. Um but um I thought it was great. I honestly needed a spin-off series like the adventures of 11. Just her trampsing around the U S like trying to find others with her powers, which I assume season 3 we'll get into more of that. So, yeah, but it was great. I love everything about 11 and hopper this season. I think everything they do is great. I think them together is great. And now it's time. I think we've covered that unless you got something else to say. No, no, definitely. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to move on. We're going to, we're going to move on to Jonathan and Nancy and Steve. Yeah, how about that? There's a lot how going on. about that? So we do get introduced to a new character who is kind of the the Stefan of the bunch, the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> All right. He always thinks something's watching him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but just those three characters where they are right now. So we have Nancy and Steve, they're together. Yeah. And Jonathan, always the outcast, listening to the coolest music, playing the clash, listening to Joy Division. He's my man. Yeah. And I want him and Nancy to get to be together so bad, so bad, but I also love Steve. So it's a weird triangle. It's something I fight yeah, with. It's tough. It's
0: they did it they handle it
5: very well. But you know, what did you think of them where they are now, what they're having to do? I, you know, we have Nancy and Steve who are going to visit Barb's parents and have dinners with them several nights a week to like, kind of like, you know, make them feel better that, you know, they don't know what happened to their daughter, which I thought was very cool that they continued the Barb story. Yeah, definitely. And you have Jonathan just doing what Jonathan does, trying to be a great big brother to his little brother, which I always really liked because I feel like, you know, in this season we get some new characters that are like kind – of like Sorry.
2: You know,
5: yeah, because we get like the brother and like sister that hate each other in this season, but I really like that there was like, you know, the brotherly love, like the older brother showing you all the cool shit. And I never had that, you know, so I like watching it but I like, I never had an older brother. So it's kind of weird to me. Yeah. But I always liked that. Jonathan was like just a cool old, older brother. He wasn't trying to be like, you know, he did he doesn't make fun of Will. He really supports Will and like believes Will. Like there was never any chance that like, you know, he's like, Will, you're crazy. You know, he's just like, he's there for him. And I really love Jonathan because of that. So what did you think about these three characters and where they are in this season?
0: Um, I, I like, again, I really like that they found room for the characters that we have and were able to introduce new characters. Um, but I, you know, in terms of this relationship, like I love that Jonathan and Nancy finally, you know, like came to terms with what was going on between them. Cause they're like rock solid together. They're like teammates you know, and like Steve was having so much trouble with that relationship, and he wanted it so bad just because not because he just wanted her so bad, but he's like a good guy. He's such a fucking mm-hmm. awesome dude. And I like fucking I relate to that dude. Maybe it's because our namesake, Stefan, Steven, not that big, yeah. not that big a difference, you know what I mean? But like there's here, I'm just gonna say this. You can't tell anybody if you tell anybody this, I'll fucking kill you. Um <laughs> just kidding that's what steve said but he was talking about like his hair product and shit like that and it's just like you know like i got fucking hair i need to take care of and i gotta use some products sometimes man i'm not ashamed to admit it as a man but when that scene came up and he's like you don't you fucking tell anybody about this i was just like thank you steve and then you know he's got the nail bat and he stands up to fucking um what's his name the brother max's brother. Yeah. He stands up to Billy and fucking like, you know, he's just a solid ass dude. And I like how he dealt with the breaking of that relationship. Like it it seemed to yeah. happen pretty quickly, but it it happened realistically, I feel like. You know, she's yeah. just pulled and drawn to this other direction. And she didn't even know her and Jonathan were gonna get together until fucking they oh, had, we're they gonna had get a, to it. <laughs> they had a mission, you know what I mean? They had like a yeah. mission to do. So you know, really standing out from all of this is like Steve and then, you know, he's like coming together with the younger kids. It's like, it's like um Desario fucking uh, James Franco's character from Freaks and Geeks. You know, by the end of that first season, he he starts playing D&D with them and shit. You know, it's like, yeah. and then I was reminded of the character from Monster Squad who's like, I'm in the goddamn club, aren't I? You know, fucking yeah. those chicks. And I'm just like, Steve's the bad motherfucker. And then, and then when Dustin is like, you know, and is like, do what you promised. And he hands him the bat and he's like, protect us. And then like walks away. Oh, and he's just dude. like, all right. you know, like, yeah. And then they're at the fucking bandanas and goggles. I was like, holy shit, man. Anyway, yeah. we're stretching out. Yeah, I'll let you. Yeah. Yum, 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 yum.
5: yeah. I, I, I mean, I just, I love these three characters because I think when you meet Steve in the first season, you're like, oh, a total douchebag. Hate this guy. And he's like, the thing I yeah. love about this show is like, no one is what they seem yes yes Because everyone's so much deeper like there's like even like i don't i'm gonna jump ahead a little bit even billy we'll get into him more because i'm gonna do the new cast which we will we'll get into like new cast meeting old cast blah 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 but billy yeah you know he is perceived as this one kind of flatline character he's the douchebag till you meet his dad and you get a little reasoning of why he is the way he is but that doesn't mean in season three
0: that we will get a different side of billy he's a badass they they paint yeah. a well enough picture to be like there's something more to this dude and i yeah. like that because like even though max again jumping ahead even though max is like totally tortured by him and totally like she still trusts him to a fair degree or trust what he is you know what he represents yeah and i really love that but
5: that's the thing that i think steve like where we met steve and where he in like I, that scene where steve goes back into the house to fight the demo in season one is the character change and it's so great because you think he's just like a scaredy cat, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But he shows he's more than that. And I think if anything, all Jonathan, Nancy, and Steve, they even grow even more in this season. You should have a threesome. They, well
0: you know <laughs> just, I'm not like that. I'm just kidding.
5: <laughs> but I, I just think they grow a lot and they expand on the characters that have already been developed. And it just shows the genius of the Duffer brothers and the production and the faith in Netflix to let these guys fucking do what they know how to do, which is what you yeah. want as a filmmaker. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, let's see. Okay. So you talked about a little bit, I was kind of weirded out about this team up, but I fucking love it. And I, I wish they were brothers, Dustin and Steve. Yeah. That I'm Team Dustin and Steve, man. I'm just gonna say it. I want a T-shirt that says Team Dustin and Steve. Totally. When they're te- tracking down, uh, we'll get into the creatures a little more, but when they're tracking down Dart,
2: <laughs> ugh, yeah,
5: dude, I like it's so like, like The railroad town scene, uh, they shot that originally in the first season with all of the kids walking down, but then you have this great, like, you know, Dustin. Dustin is alone. He doesn't have an older sister. He doesn't have an older brother or a younger sibling. He's by himself with his mom. Which side tangent here? Dustin, and his mom, are, ador- uh, are adorable, and yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, their this relationship is great. His fucking poor mom. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's dude. a scene we have look, to talk look, about. Look a certain it.
5: scene. <laughs> but anyway, so before I, l- I'm gonna let Stefan have his do real quick. But Dustin, and Steve, love them. <laughs> Stefan, tell me what you thought about Dustin and Steve. We can, you know, don't talk too much about Dart and what it.
0: happens with that. But like, okay, sure. you know, you can navigate. I, I believe in I, you. Yeah. I love the Dustin and Steve relationship that develops. I like how Dustin isn't afraid to fucking tell Steve what's up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he like, he like, he's constantly like, I don't give a fuck who you are. He's like, well, but you are Steve. You know, it's like, they almost, they're like the fucking, I'm trying to think of a good team like that, you know, like commander data and like, um, fucking, Picard. Uh, no, not maybe, yeah, Picard maybe sometimes, but I'm thinking more like Geordi LaForge. I don't know, the yeah. Star Trek shit. Back anyway, what was the question? What did we think Justin Dustin and Steve, tell me.
5: Dustin right? so and Steve, right. I love Dustin Steve, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's a fucking perfect. They're fucking Donatello and I want to say Michael Mikey. Lynchla. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, they're that group that are just kind of like figuring things out in their own way. <laughs> um. Or Casey Jones and Raphael. No, I don't know. You know, (laughs) what can I say? It was really good. I fucking the nail bat shit was great. I like how Steve actually like, you know, when I was really worried when those Demogorgon were coming after him and Mm -hmm. he fucking he actually had to swat him away because I was like, your stance is weird. Like get into fucking. Oh, my God. He's going to like, does he really have what it takes to fucking bash one of these things? And he got a couple of them. And I was like, fucking all right, Steve. Hell yeah. You know, like, I like this dude because it seems like, you know, that whole thing with him and Billy, like, you you know, I told you to, you know, plant your stance, you know, plant your Mm -hmm. feet. Don't just get knocked over so easily. Even though he got knocked over easily, he keeps fighting, man. I love Steve. He's a good dude. And Dustin kind of the same way. But Dustin's turmoil isn't physical because he's not a fighter. He's not going to fight anybody. His turmoil Mm -hmm. is with his, like, intellect and, like, His emotions, you know what I mean? He's having this constant conflict between like what's the right move because he's probably the smartest one out of all of them, but he's so fucking like emotionally invested in things that they balance each other out so well.
5: Yeah, I it's it's just such a good team up, man. It's uh, (laughs) this team up in (laughs) my opinion will be talked about for ages. This is great, Um, American television people. Well, what you were saying about Dustin and Steve and Steve is the Boy Scout,
0: you know, which I think we always need, which is which (laughs) is an archetype that needs its its due diligence in these in these days and times. Captain America's a bad guy. Superman's a bad guy. Kind of whatever. You know what I mean? Anyway, go
5: ahead.
0: Well, it's like Steve starts out as a douchey dude who's like you're like, oh, this is like one note douche, you know, but
5: then he has a change in season one.
0: He's Scott Summers, you know yeah I mean Scott Summers can still have fun
5: right I mean there's a great line where he's talking to Nancy where you know they've basically broken up and he's like well I was a shitty boyfriend but I found out I'm a really good babysitter and I didn't take that as like he just like can actually babysit children it's just like you know he can like be friends with other people he's grown he's a different person and you know he feels this responsibility because all this shit keeps on happening in this town you know and he knows there's something greater going on. And I love when they first meet him and Dustin because he's going to Nancy's house to deliver flowers. And he's like, what are you doing here? And this is Dustin. He's calling code red on the fucking walkie. His boys aren't answering. Where are my boys at? You know, he's yeah. got to go take care of fucking dart. We'll get to him <laughs> later. Yeah. But you uh, know who he sees? He sees Steve. He goes, come with me. Do you still have immediately.
0: that? Immediately. He was just him? like, Nels this is happening like, right now. That's what I love about Dustin too. Is he's so decisive. Yeah. You know, and what like. I, was and what I like. Oh, about, Sorry. Oh
5: no. no uh, well, what I like about Dustin real quick is is that he like you know when they get the, the episode's called the Pollywog is episode three. I just started it because yeah, it's what Matt does. Yeah. He watches the show or movie and we talk about it if it's available. <laughs> but, um, you know, he's <laughs> like, like <laughs> med- you know, med- he studies it. He's like. You know, because he gets those reptile books and those amphibian books, and he's like, there's wow. only two. Because he, like, you know, there's a whole thing where he wants to discover a new species to, like, we'll get into the love triangle here in a minute. More in depth, but he's trying to impress a lady, which we've all tried to do. And what's better than impressing a lady with science? Nothing.
0: Man. I always use science. That's what I'm saying. That's what Boy. I've been saying since day one. I mean.
5: And what's be- what's the best kind of science? Did Discovering a new creature biology I, really love it. I think they call it <laughs> <laughs> but um you know I it just shows that Dustin is like you know I feel like he's the guy that's watched all the movies even though it's not referenced really <laughs> he plays yeah, all the right. games you know he knows what's going on with Dragon Slayer what's up with Dig Dug he's got the mind flare mind flare it's it's why you love Dustin it's because the other guys forget but you got that oh, always got lips. that one in the group that's gonna be like oh, excuse me it was from this film at this time in my there opinion, he, he doesn't need the front teeth. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> listen, he loves those pearly whites though. I can't do the noise. I'm not going to try. Oh.
0: Yeah, stefan has got it. I knew he'd be Ho- there. Homer, now. I learned that from Homer J Simpson. <laughs> but,
5: <laughs> but yeah, have you heard was-
0: of him? Anyway, good.
5: <laughs> but yeah, Dustin and Steve, fucking great team up. Didn't expect it at all. It was kind of... Yeah. It was, so it's like when you watch a new television show you or could, a, You could have a an entire
0: fucking 115 episode podcast on the relationship between Dustin and Steve. Oh, we could deep dive this shit, man. Deep dive. Ooh, you don't even know what, what Dustin, that means, folks. Like, We're talking about Lovecraftian deep.
5: I'm just, <laughs> just going to say real quick, Dustin ain't got no pops in the picture. Steve's yeah. the new pops, you know. He's the big brother, man.
2: I love it. I love the relationship.
5: Needs a good guide. It's true. It's Wendelski. true. Steve is Steve is the Yoda, <laughs> too. You know, as He's Dustin as Luke trying to learn. Yoda. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, I mean, there's <laughs> several Star Wars references we can make because <laughs> if anything, we know the Duffer
0: Brothers love Star Wars. So yeah, um,
5: yes. All right, so. I think we've said all that. Uh, (laughs) It's a
0: good thing. It's a really great thing.
5: When we drop this app, if we missed anything, please come back. Let us know what we missed, what you would like us to talk about. If you want us to deep dive on some issues, let us know. We're trying to get through nine
0: fucking episodes of a television show. are not expensive.
5: You know what Andrew should have been doing? He should have been watching Stranger Things instead of playing video games. Anyway, moving on. He's
0: got (laughs) emotional ties that set precedent. I respect that. Don't understand it. I mean but I read it. (laughs) Am I right? All right.
5: So we're gonna move on to the new cast, which will feature a lot of the old cast because they all interact, which is great. So, Stefan, what did you think of the new cast? Just general thoughts about the Um, new additions.
0: I wanna say Billy left an impression. Mm. Um he was a cool character uh yeah. who else was new <laughs> who else was uh old? so
5: i can i can give you right now we got bob other than Matt we got erica bob okay let me just talk for a second about my boy we're, we're gonna get we're gonna deep dive bob a little bit because i think okay was, all right so, we have so to... just give me because i thought i love bob well just, you know, deep dive,
0: gonna... well just give me generals <laughs> sorry <laughs> i've been drinking. i forgot mostly who was new okay so we'll cut some of that out I forgot mostly who was new, but, but I liked the Billy character. I thought that was cool and I wanted to save Max uh, for last, but I just got to say right now, like Max was really great. And she, for me, I like Lucas because of Max now. And I like that they did more with Lucas's character. I Hmm. felt like he was really two dimensional um, in the first season. I spoke out about that and I was like, man, this is like, you know, like give, give the kid more to work with, you know, and I just like some rubbed me wrong, even in early in the season,
2: <laughs> Yeah,
0: some rubbed me wrong. And he's just a kid. I'm sorry, guy. You're amazing. You're great. Um, But it took me a second, but then I felt like having that character really balanced him out because at first you think like Dustin is going to get tripped up on it, but Dustin understands the decisions of importance that need to be made. I mean, I think they all do, but Lucas, yeah. There was a, it was a whole other side to Lucas that was necessary for that character to be compelling, and Max brought that out in him. And I like how they, he like tried his best to get her to understand, you know, even by going like those grand gestures, like, like renting out that side of the arcade for this date that may or may not ever happen. I'm gathering to think that it might happen. (laughs) and that's just a testament to these characters but you know he's doing these grand gestures they're already like engaging in this romantic kind of like play while solving some shit and again like the best teams work that way you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. the things that bring them together were always there as opposed to in, in terms of storytelling you know as opposed to like figuring that out later and that's what brings those characters together and I felt like these two it was good it made it in it made things interesting you know and 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 you know jumping ahead a little bit l and michael coming together there was a deep contrast is all i'll say for now
5: yeah well we're gonna kind of jump into all that my thoughts on the new cast was wait but that means i have to share you with my old cast which i already love (laughs) was my first thought but then as the episodes my first
0: thought honestly was oh shit who's gonna die
5: yeah and (laughs) um i love the new cast i think they're great everyone they added i think they just expand the universe that is stranger things uh like you said with lucas we get more depth with lucas and also his sister which we'll get into um but i thought everyone was a great addition to you know, kind of flesh out these characters that we thought we knew, but we did like, you know, we're just getting to know, which I think is the genius of stranger things. Like when you watch a season of something, you know, you get, you know, you usually get like back in the day, at least until now on Netflix is like 22 episodes. So you kind of know your character, but with yeah. eight episodes, like what can you do balancing out an ensemble cast, which is great. Like the new season's just gonna like, you know, propel these people forward. Um, yeah. So, those are my general thoughts. I love the new cast, so we're going to get right into it. So, Stefan, there's a little. I'm just going to say we're going to talk about Joyce and Bob, Winona Ryder, Samwise Ganji. Uh huh. But we're not going to. We're going to talk about Bob the superhero a little later on. So yeah. I just want to know what your general thoughts are of Joyce and Bob's relationship. Do you like Bob? Is like being with Joyce do you think it's what she <laughs> needs and what Will needs and what Jonathan needs at this moment
0: Um, you know I thought that I thought Bob was a real good guy <laughs> 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 is a real good guy <laughs> Um, <clears throat> spoilers but, but you know uh, you know I really like the, the relationship at first I, I would say felt like out of place. And I don't know what that, that is like being like a late eighties kid who an early nineties kid who was familiar with Winona Ryder in many different ways at this point. What am I trying to say here? Yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, I loved it actually, honestly, if I'm just going to shoot from the hip here, I love that they got together and this character came out of nowhere and made his fucking presence known. And it was Sean Astin, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm a fan of Sean Astin. People, I watch the Nickelodeon TMNT where he plays Raphael, and this is Mm. my choice Raphael. You know what I mean? Like, this guy has Mm. got range when in the acting department, as they would say it. (laughs) What am I talking about? Um, (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) what the fuck? But. No, it was really great. Like, I like them together, and they're, like, 80s icons, you know, together, coming together in this, like, really intimate, like, small kind of way. And he was Mm -hmm. just such a fucking, like, awesome dude. And he was, I think, for what was going on at the time for this family, what has been going on, like, he was a breath of fresh air for all of them. And and made things better. He was just, like, an angelic fucking dude who, like, no matter – how embarrassing he may seem he was still fucking like what's the word um like (laughs) lovable you know what i mean like he was still like you you just like the guy so much that you want the best for him aside from all the fucking crazy shit that's going on but you realize that he's just there to help deal with all that crazy shit and it happens to be so twisted and fucked up you know like he as much as he's into like all these games and computers and what you associate a nerd being with he was very realistic he was very set on planet earth i'm a dude this is how things are blah 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 like they're just are not fucking goblins there are not portals and this this and that you know he was just like he was just this like other side of the coin that happened to like know itself i don't know that's getting (laughs) more abstract but you know them together and then and then i just gotta say like you know it was on screen if i can be superficial it was it was hard to see him kiss i guess because i think i'm attracted to winona rider but i think i'm also (laughs) attracted to sean astin in weird ways and i don't think it was just a good match (laughs) you know I just don't think it would work ultimately, but it was a good distraction for the both of them because you know, what I really want to know about is like, what was fucking Bob's deal? You know, like what was he dealing with his family? He's like, you know, he was so eager to please. (laughs) He was so fucking like into their thing. You know what I mean? Like what was he running from or what was he trying to make up for? What was he trying to chase and what was he trying to be? You know, yeah. Bob needs a spinoff. He's the better call Saul of fucking <laughs> Stranger Things. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I okay. liked. Yeah. I, enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I I'll just go on about it. But go ahead. All right. So,
5: I think Bob is what Joyce needed after <laughs> the events of Stranger Things. One. Bestify. Um, I think Bob is great for her. I think he's just generally a good guy, and I know. Andrew said earlier that he didn't know where Bob was, where he stood, who he was. And the whole time I was watching the show before we get like any kind of like weirdness going on with Will and stuff, which I guess we should have gotten into, but I feel like it's hard to talk about Will, So we'll get into it when we get into the creature stuff a little bit, but I didn't, I just saw Bob as a good guy and not until halfway through the season was I like, what if Bob, is not a good guy. What if he is someone who is part of the old, you know, um, Hawkins lab people, you know, um, but uh, God damn, do I love Bob? I think Joyce is great yeah. in this season. I think I love that. She immediately knows what her, like when uh, there's a point where will can't talk about what he's going through and she, he's an artist, yeah. which I think is great. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah. you know, I like to draw Stefan likes to draw Joey joey's an illustrator you know we all kind of like sometimes yeah, it's easier right. to express yourself with art and pictures than it is with words because yeah. you know i I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to write more stuff for superhouse podcast yeah i would love to write more stuff for superhouse podcast but i'm just not a writer man like i just like to draw shit and again, okay. and i love combined, that she knows i love choice. that she knows her son so well and then yeah. like when her and hopper are putting this puzzle together which you know Uh, moves the plot further along and gets Hopper in a certain situation and you know it's hard to talk about everything that happens in the show because like I said it's nine fucking episodes and Jesus Christ I'm only human perfect
0: amount by the way
5: but I love Joyce in this season and I know we talked a little bit about on a previous podcast about how people were like Joyce is crazy she's just a crazy lady and I was like dude Joyce is fucking dope and I love Joyce and I love that she has Bob for this season to Bob and what happens to Bob yeah that she just needed this kind of stable person who was just there for her and was understanding because like during the time this is set, you know, a lot of men are very much like I'm macho and blah, blah, blah. And you know, yeah. this is the way men are supposed to act. And I love that Bob was against the grain sort of, yeah. you know, he knew that Joyce had gone through some shit. He didn't know exactly what the fuck was going on, which is very much explained in uh, when he's solving puzzles. I love that. Bob was like the guy who's like the techie dude who like, just like he was the nerd at school, man. He started the fucking, the, uh, you know, the AV club, which, you know, exists in Hawkins high because of him. And, oh, I loved
0: that detail. That was yeah. really awesome. And it, it just showed yeah. more of his like kind of personal determination shine through even, even after. Yeah. Later and I events. Was,
5: in just like, uh, Just say this about sean astin if you think like he's not a good actor or you know like i i think he's phenomenal um like it just really shows like how like good of an actor he is to play this kind of guy that you think is going to be a one-dimensional character but as the show progresses he becomes more than a one-dimensional character and that's also writing and like you know i i also like watching the behind stranger things or beyond stranger things like he talked a lot with the duffer brothers about his character and like how easy it would have been for him to play that Goonies character again and be like, "Oh, I'm totally into this," but he's like, "No, yeah. I don't want to play that character." And like, we don't want you to play that character, even though there is a Goonies reference in it with the X marks the spot yeah. moment,
0: which yeah, most of you have probably seen at
5: this point. So that's a Goonies reference, Aww, but I love it. it, it was, just
0: it, like yeah. you know, like sorry to interrupt, but this the Sean Astin stuff is like it's like Luke and the new Star Wars stuff. You know what I mean? Like we're harkening back to this, just like these ideas of this like you know inspiration and innocence that was in these older movies but you you kind of in a weird way get to see how those characters grow up he's very much like the kid from goonies you know in Mm -hmm. this and and oh man it just rounds that whole arc out in a really interesting way fan theory anyway sorry go ahead dude i mean if we're not getting a goonies 2 or a goonies like when they're older you know then like, yeah, stranger things. you kind of saw you kind of saw something there and that's what made like never once was like oh that's sean astin oh that's sam Gamgee, oh that's so and so and so and so but you know you just you fucking like you got a real character from like a real actor and this motherfucker yeah i'm just gonna say Daniel- <laughs> i think i'm holding back a couple
5: of years <laughs> he said, like in joyce and bob i think bob was a great addition to joyce i think it's what joyce needed i think it's yeah. honestly like what will and jonathan needed and the fucking yeah, show yeah. needed
0: and they needed that figure he, there to kind of like make some sense of all the chaos of what they were going through you know and, 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 and really the great thing
5: it. I the great thing about bob is too that he's so open to like, it's not like I had to watch three episodes of Bob going like, what are you talking about? This is ridiculous. You're dumb. All your family's dumb. You know, it's like Bob was just like, okay. Yeah. Like when she's like, don't it, you can't ask questions. Like Bob's like, okay, like I'm here for you. And that's like, it's so great. I, I just love that. Yeah. I love that he was just really wanted to be with Joyce. And Joyce was like a high school sweetheart for him, which he never thought he would be with. And like, how many of us have had that? Like that high, high school sweetheart, which, you know, Man. like, you know, I, I'm like past that in my life, like fucking whatever. But, you know, if I still lived in my small town and never went to like mm-hmm. Savannah with you guys or never met you guys or moved to Chicago, like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd probably still have those feelings that probably Bob does and it's really relatable yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And, you
0: know, Team Bob too. Team Bob. I'm Team, team Bob, Bob. baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they so don't we're going to move me, on. They don't call oh, me Bob ahead. the Brain for nothing. When <laughs> he said That's that true. line to her. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, and just, <laughs> anyway, move ahead, because there's there's so much to talk about.
5: Yeah, I mean, once yes Andrew watches this, I'm yes, sure we're going to go ooh, through all this shit I'm, again. So, ooh, tang, um, so we're going to move tang. on. <laughs> we're going to move on to Kali and the Outcasts. And so just to set this up a little bit, for those who are like, wait, hey, who? Because, you know, there's a lot of names thrown around in television shows. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you do. She's, the, she's number eight. And she lives in Chicago, which Stefan and I, I heart Chicago forever, oh. always and forever. And um, so Eleven goes on an adventure to Chicago to meet Kali, number eight, and find, I think it's called The Lost Sister, is the name of the episode. Not for sure. Sorry, I've been drinking. Haven't gotten to that episode yet while watching. <laughs> Happy but, Halloween, mother truckers. So to go back, Kali uh, kind of opens this episode, this season,
2: yeah.
5: with, a new power a new ability that like 11 can't do 11 has certain powers kali has certain powers um so what do you think Stefan? what would you think of kali what would you think of the outcasts i know we talked a little bit that you love that they went to chicago because why wouldn't they yeah, yeah. They i liked traveling
0: uh here's what i have to say about all that i liked the sidestep that they took and they took time for and they found time for nine episodes of this story and possibly it was needed but i like i loved the 11 backstory and what i really loved about it was it was the smallest bit of this show that played on the superhero themes that we're kind of getting in most superhero films now Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? It, it kind of like it took a little nudge and we were talking about gifted earlier and gifted I'm enjoying, but it's not like blowing my mind emotionally, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and seeing 11 show up in Chicago and track down this group of like essentially fucking mutants, you know, in the, in this case, they looked more like comic book mutants than any of the mutants in any incarnation of fucking X-Men on film in stranger things two, They all had this like really distinct look about them. You know what I mean? And the only thing that they were missing for this story were powers of their own, but it was about Kali and 11 and the powers that they were endowed with at some point and the experiments that were put on them and blah, blah, blah. And like, if you watched it, you've seen it. But, um, yeah, I really liked this little bubble, this like microcosm of a world that was established about this other girl who has these very distinct kind of powers and, and they're so smart because they have this whole like Holocaust survivor number tattoo thing going. I didn't mean to say it like that. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean the references, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the fucking you know, Magneto. They Brian Singer did it in X-Men One. He showed the fucking numbers, all right. That's what just all I'm saying is like the barcode, basically. Yeah, is you know, we got eight and we have eleven, and there's so much room there for shit. So this little sidestep of a story was really cool. It's kind of like American gods like dipping out for a second and telling you this whole other thing, or you know what I mean? It was It's great fiction is what it is. It's masterful fiction is what they're doing. And they played on the superhero stuff that's kind of going in the moral battle that 11 has all that she's learning. You know what I mean? Like she's such a great leader and she's so powerful and ah, of the best. She's Jean Grey. She's Ellen Ripley. She's fucking Jane 11, whatever you want to call her. That little bit was dope. She'll always be 11. (laughs) You know, and but it but it did, it was a distinct sidestep at during the show. You're like, oh shit, wait, we're not in fucking like we're not in this like suburban neighborhood anymore, enjoying ourselves and like fighting spooky ghosts and shit or like whatever monsters. <laughs> it was it was a little different, but in contrast to something like gifted, it was superb.
5: Yeah. I just like I love that they stepped outside of like Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah.
0: And yeah, give this bigger picture. it was like, yeah. oh shit! And then the music—they're like, we got money now. Fucking hear some fucking yeah. tunes, baby. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, what, um, you, I you just want to. Like, yeah, uh,
5: I just, I love that they took that step. I love that Kali was, you know, she's a new character. I love the, I loved her character. I for the outcasts, it's like they're kind of throwaway for me right now because I, I know a little backstory. Um, I love that they go like I like you said like with character development with Eleven like she says yeah. there's a moment where
0: she's like I've killed before blah 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 and it's like yeah, she, has, she it has was heavy it was press. a little near dark you know it was a little bit of everything and That's you know I am
5: always down for someone transforming into a punk at any given time yeah punk rock saved my fucking life if you know I was listening to radio as a kid and what my dad was listening to and don't don't get me wrong like fucking Tom Cochran, Red Rider will always have a, a a small place in my heart, you know. And Aerosmith yeah. and those bands, because that's what I like grew up on with my dad. But yeah. when someone handed me a Minor Threat record and Rancid and now come the Wolves Man, it saved my fucking life.
4: It yeah, just told me that, that
5: like I could be, I could think differently, I could have different opinions, and that was okay. And like Agnostic Front and like all these other bands that I was into. So like I love it. I love the Clash and oh it's just it's nice i love a good punk rock scene i love it i love the. i love the especially in those moments
0: yeah Go ahead.
5: but yeah i i think it was a crucial step um i i'm sure other people will think like oh just get me back to hawkins i want to know about hawkins and what those guys are going through but i think it was a crucial step for the show to say there's more going on outside of hawkins which also in turn means like you know as we get into like the mind flayer and stuff like that like how far (sighs) does how far does this other side, yeah. the upside down, how far does it reach? Which I'm can very I, interested to see where they'll take it.
0: Can I just shine a little flashlight down on something for a second? For a split moment in this this side sequence with Al and Kali, um, I was like, this dude should do a fucking X-Men. You know, I say that for everything yeah. that's good nowadays. But then I sidestepped from that even and I was like, I like what they're doing here. Fuck all that shit. Let's move on. That's all I wanted to say (laughs) because I mean, you know, it's so similar and it's better. Well, it's the thing is, like, we need this with Eleven. We need her to grow
5: and she's not going to do it with Mike and she's not going to do it with the kids. And it's obvious because she has to grow up really fast where these kids are, you know, because she's different from them and she needs to meet someone that is is the same as her. And right. that's what I fucking love about it. Like, she needs to meet Kali. And I love that final scene with her and Kali, like, where she's like, I have to go save my friends. Because for a minute there, you're like, she's just going to hang out with the outcast," which is like, fuck, man, I want to watch fucking Eleven and the Outcast show. That's what it's called. That's right. we're going to get, like, we're going to have was- like three seasons of it. And, you know, I want that show, but it's like, I don't want it because I need her and Mike to get back together. I need to see that shit. And we will talk about it. Don't worry, folks. We'll get there because it's fucking explosive. But, um, you know, uh, I just, you know, I I love that she had to go on her adventure. I love that, like, fish out of water story. I love that she's in the big city and she bumps in that guy who's like, hey, fucking watch it, kid, or whatever that kid guy says. is like, oh, that's Chicago. That's fucking Chicago. I loved it, man, because... I lived there for six years. So did Stefan. We know that city and it's great to see it all the time. <laughs> um, and I like, I mean, my friends are even like, dude, will you shut the fuck up about Chicago? Yeah.
0: And it, no, well, exactly. You know, it
5: went we like didn't this. It, so uh, calm down.
0: It went like this. She's on the bus. She gets off the bus. I'm like, is that Chicago? Next shot, it is Chicago.
5: Yeah, it's like, uh, there's Hancock <laughs> Tower. There's yeah. a fucking Sears Tower. Damn, I know where I am. I was uh, like,
0: everybody ever, ever known, go fuck yourself. That's Chicago. But,
5: I just want to say about Kali and the outcast real quick and we'll move on because mm-hmm. I know we're, mm-hmm. we're we're deep diving this shit and it's we are it's there's a lot um, to say. But, there's
0: really a lot to uh, fucking say. Join part two of heavy uh, rotation this uh, next week. Yes. Um that's all I'm but, gonna But figure. I just want
5: to say that I thought it was a great addition. I'm looking forward to more. I honestly, this is my theory, and we'll get to the theories a little later on. I think Kali's gonna show up in Hawkins to help out, but we're moving on. Um so my next, my next is Dr. Owens, Paul Reiser. We wow. all know him from yes. that about you, Helen Hunt. But some of us recall Aren't. back to our days when we watched Aliens. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to go real quick here. I thought Paul Reiser was a bad guy. I was waiting for that turn, motherfucker. I was waiting for that motherfucker to turn bad. <laughs> but I love that the Duffer Brothers go, that's what you want. That's what you think we're going to do. But nah he's just a genuinely good scientist wanting to stop the fucking upside down because there's some crazy shit going on there we don't need that in the normal world think about Dr. Owens, Paul Reiser because that's what we're going to call him because no one's going to remember Dr. Owens
0: I just have to say I'm a fucking Paul Reiser fan mad about you, that's my shit he wasn't mad about you right <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a shot. Anyway, uh, yeah, I yeah. Fucking, Hell, That's I'm my not. shit. Hell, Come on. Come on. Come on. Come anyway. On. <laughs> uh if you know, as per what you were exactly what you were talking about, was like they, you know, he didn't have like a full villain turn. You really expected it because it's Polarizer and you know him in these like many different ways, but mostly from alien. And then, but I like how they gave him some moments where he was like, Yeah, I'm a fucking asshole because I know these kind of people, but they're good fucking people and you know he's like he's like willing to work with other people as per other characters in the series loved it love paul riser i love the callback to the 80s shit with some fucking class man you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i get emotional talking about it Go ahead. I mean, Paul Reiser,
5: like, what a good fucking actor! Like, he's adorable. You love him. He's you so want him good. to be good, but at he's, the same time, you don't know. And he even says in the Beyond, he's
0: the poor was, man's Billy Crystal, but he's the rich man's Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but
5: yes, I mean, Paul Reiser is fucking dope. He is great in the show. He's a great addition. I fucking loved every second that he was on screen because I thought he was going to be bad, but I love that he ended up being just a genuine dude trying to help out the stranger things crew. Like he doesn't want the end of times. He doesn't want the fucking mind flayer showing up. He doesn't want this. He wants to end it. And it's like the whole time Hopper's like, fuck you. Who are you? Joyce yeah. is like,
0: fuck Hopper you. doesn't fuck around, man. Want. No, he's got the, the, his fucking sensibilities, his humanness. Anyway, sorry. He fucking, he doesn't fuck around. He <laughs> does not. All right. So we're going to move on. Cause
5: like we're taking so long, and I'm trying to move on along. We're getting the red light here, folks. So really yeah, you know. Yeah. Andrew's like, what's going on? I want to watch. i want to finish <laughs> things. Uh, so we got Erica, which is Lucas's sister, little sister. Mm-hmm. And this will let us, we can talk all about Lucas and Erica all we want. Yeah. So I I'm just going to go real quick. Erica, fucking dope. I love because I have a sister. I love her to death but she was always giving me shit and I gave her shit and I love that they give each other shit. And yeah. I love my sister stole my that toys and made out, and she took it to her Barbie. And I was like, he man don't make out with Barbie. I think I've said that exact line. And then she would be like, aren't you too old for toys? And it's Stop like, shut up. Shit. I'm never too old for toys. Um, I love that relationship because I, I don't think we've seen it a before. Sister.
0: I have a sister, but she was older.
5: I was we, but, but like, sister. we haven't seen that relationship in the show. You know, there's always the older sister at this point, you know, I mean, we get a little bit with Billy Maxwell, which we'll get into, but I love that Lucas and her are not like they they don't seem that far apart in age, maybe four or five, maybe six years, you know, and it's not like a stepbrother, stepsister thing, which I fucking I like that's me and my sister's relationship. Me and my sister love a lot of the same shit. Like she was also like texting me. She's like, how far are you in Stranger Things? I'm like, I'm on this episode. She's like, I'm just finishing this episode.
0: And I was like, (laughs) And
5: she's like, damn it. I will just but, say um, that
0: Chelsea Fitzgerald is a stand-up gal. Yeah. Oh yeah. She is.
5: Shout out to Chelsea. I'll let her know that that's we mentioned me. her. She'll probably be slightly embarrassed, but
0: that's okay. That's all right.
5: But um, so <laughs> uh, Erica and Lucas, did you like the relationship? Do
0: you think Erica was a good addition to stranger things? I will be honest in saying that I found her to be a little annoying at times. That's every
5: little sister dog. That's every little sister.
0: <laughs> right. Right. You know, and I just like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a snob, but I don't like to play too hard on the obvious. Um, but I do feel like she was she again, she kind of rounded Lucas out in another way, you know, in his the way that he <laughs> thinks and the way that he feels, you know. Um, the part I ha- really hated the part where she was just like code red, code red, you know, she was just used as a device to kind of <laughs> relay information. That I was like, "Oh, just, you know, you're fucking you're not you're beyond annoying at this point." But <laughs> But she did have those funny moments. Her funniest moment being when she poured the syrup all over the waffles (laughs) and she was like going, the mom looked at her and she's like, sorry, you know, like it was so natural. It was so great. And it made all those other moments that I felt so annoyed by, like validated them. I was like, that's a younger sister. I do have a younger cousin that lived with me. So I know this relationship to a certain degree. I always wanted a younger sister. I don't know why, probably for this. Discussion yeah. essentially, but um, I had an older sister, and she one time she kissed me at the mall with lipstick, and I couldn't get it off my face. So I was like really conflicted <laughs> about that experience. <laughs> anyway, go ahead.
5: No, I mean you know I, I think it like the thing I like about it is it adds to Lucas's life, and I think a lot of people had problems that Lucas it wasn't really developed in the first season. And um, I also think that people kind of discarded Lucas because he was kind of like, I'm not going like, fuck that shit. Like you guys are crazy. And it's like, you got that friend though. You have that friend that's like, this is dangerous. We shouldn't do it. Like, do we have a backup plan? Is there a DD? Like you yeah. have that friend, you know? <laughs> um, that's why I love Lucas so much. Cause he is the level headed one. He's like, okay, I see a Demogorgon, but why are we going? <laughs> you know, it's like, I know yeah. what there could be out there. But why should we do this why should we care and then then you have like you know you, you have dustin and um the other characters that are just well we have to it's what friends do friends don't lie and you know he's like all right that's true that's we have to do it you know who else is going to do this but he's he's the level-headed one he's the one that makes the most sense and you always need that person in your group you know and that's why i yeah. love lucas and i think if anything Meeting his family, meeting Erica, and like who he is with those little interactions gives a lot to his character. I honestly think Erica would be a great choice, like later on, to help save the day. She's like the little girl in uh, Monster yeah. Squad. It has to read the German at the end.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're a fucking genius, Matty. That's just that's you're <laughs> fucking that's brilliant. All right. <laughs> so I mean, yes, I, I'm hoping totally. I get that
5: fucking reference uh, from the Jeffers. Duffer Brothers.
0: We'll see you um, soon.
5: Yeah, right? Pay me some fucking money. Jesus, you got that Netflix money. Hey, we just just want to kick around a
0: few ideas.
5: (laughs) That's my new phrase. I want that that Netflix money.
0: You can have whatever you want, Um,
5: Eddie. Okay, good. Um, So (laughs) unless you got anything else to say, I'm going to move on to a love triangle. And there are two in this season,
0: sort of. Oh, shoot.
5: But I think this is the most... I think this is one that hits closer to home when you're younger. We got the Dustin Lucas Max love triangle. We're gonna talk a little bit about Max and we'll get more into her and her brother, oh. but what do you think of Max? What do you think of her
0: character? I know we talked a little bit yeah. about it, how
5: Andrew was like, I, I spoke, wouldn't hang out with her. Let's talk
0: about her a, a little bit earlier. Um, I really like Max. There there are times where you're just like, where the fuck is this going? Who the fuck is what's fucking going on? Like, and then her brother attached to her in that same kind of way. But um the other friends were like occupied, you know what I mean? Like Joyce and Jonathan and um oh why did I don't forget his name. Little main dude My little guy Dustin? my little friend No the main the kid who shivers in the field Will <laughs> Will yeah Will 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 Joyce Jonathan like they have this really familial kind of like story arc that they go through in this this um <laughs> in the first season and through this season and the people that are joined with them and so like connected to them also is um or well so they're detached from like the other storytelling blah blah blah. but you know you have like lucas is really like expressing a lot in this season and um and i feel like max you know you felt like it was going to be a whole dustin move and they kind of flip it and make it a, a lucas max storyline relationship kind of thing going going uh, I'm, i'm fucking i'm having trouble thinking about what i'm trying to say let me take a deep breath and say that i really enjoyed that lucas had max with him throughout this journey that they took away from their other cast members because they did a really good job of like showing like what's most important through certain groups of characters and how that like kind of fell into the narrative. They were a whole other thing, you know, now in the days of like spinoffs and reboots and give us more of your money, it's going to happen. So they're aiming towards the idea that we're going to fucking you know we just want stories that's the real fucking currency baby narrative it's true i'm back by <laughs> way. i thought that wouldn't take as long but <laughs> that's okay i fucking, i filled the space don't worry it was <laughs> yeah i was hoping you were
5: hearing me talk and stuff <laughs> i was just like i gotta go man there's it's nothing okay. I, do about it.
0: I said my <laughs> i said my piece about that particular thing i see i think i said more than i should have yeah probably um did you have any more remarks oh
5: i just I, like I, I love it because i i've never i don't think i ever witnessed. like did you ever have a situation where like your best friend was like in love with this like they're really uh, crushing on the same girl like hey, i mean yeah
0: i did i did
5: yeah like young or like hi, like high school um like high school or like college because uh, i feel like college was probably more like
2: no like, like college we like, like
5: early
0: 20s yeah all right do you remember I mean, Hannah? Happens. do you remember Hanukkah prune uh <laughs> i probably know. shouldn't have said her name that's not a real name her name is uh karen har uh harpoon wait. that was a real name
5: oh that's a made-up name that's a made-up name they know and we anyway. said a name and um, <laughs> yeah no, wait was this like was this, scat,
0: was this was this was this Chicago? or chicago, <laughs> In chicago. Yeah, man. Conan Wait, was, is this a, you remember that chick? She like rode bikes and she was like really annoying, short hair. I mean, it sounds like someone I'd be into. Wait, was this I,
5: between me and you?
0: She was, I feel like she was really into you, and I was like oh wait,
5: like, was this the girl that I was like dating dating someone? <laughs> Is this the girl that I was dating someone and almost. Yeah, and like, she had, yeah, she had she like did, some boyfriend. Oh, okay. And, I know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she yeah, was yeah, she oh, she oh, fuck, later, but Like We were going to hook up that night if I didn't have. That's what I was thinking. That was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. That would have happened. Because I remember a friend of ours cool. was like, Maddie, she pulled me aside. She's like, don't do this. <laughs> yeah. Shit.
0: Karen was Harpoon wrong. was her name. Karen Harpoon totally forgot about that man until you brought it up man Uh, real life stories
5: real life but But yeah yeah, so
0: i I guess i I feel like i've been there you know i feel like we've been there emotionally man we've shared so many things stefan maddie's my best friend andrew's my best friend maddie's my best friend (laughs) 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 (laughs)
5: um but yeah i mean i love the love triangle because i think i think yeah i I feel like we've all been through it i feel like we've had that crush on the same person i feel like it was more college and I got, yeah. like someone in Chicago. Oh yeah, Chicago, college
0: for yeah. sure. You fuck you, and... you, you would you just fucking oh you goddamn it. I didn't fuck anybody because I heard so about so many other dudes were just like, hey, by the way, I fucked her. And I'm just like, God damn it. And that's not right. Oh, for I think mean, that's me to what feel weird. that way. No, that's not no, right no, for no. me to feel that way because I let those dudes cock block me out of some you like did. really Amazing experiences with some very beautiful and intelligent women. Because I was insecure, Truman. my self esteem. You know, I'm not perfect. <laughs> the highs are really high. The, th- the lows, I think they get a little low. <laughs> and the thing I like about the
5: the love triangle between those three is that, like, it could have went bad. We could have had people break up and not be friends anymore. We always respect like, each other. And- yeah, you know? and I love it. It's, you know, not till we get to the very end of the season do we see, you know, Dustin get over it and be like, well, this is what's happening. But I love that they, like, meet this new girl. She's different from everybody else. She skates. She plays video games. And it's like, when you meet someone who's like that, it's very, like, you're, like, in awe because they're a geek, you know? They're like you. And I love that, I love that it was in the show. I love that this was, like, something they had to deal with this season so yeah all right so we're moving on and we're gonna get to the murray character who is the uh you know the conspiracy theorist the you know he's been yeah i i didn't i thought he was a detective at first but apparently from my understanding he was a reporter that went after something and then they covered it up and he went after it for so long he lost his family over it um, and ultimately the other, whatever the other thing was, he was going after one. And, but I thought he was a great addition to the new series. Uh, I think that guy was also in the show love that's on Netflix and he plays kind
0: of a creeper, um, but he's funny as it, uh, but okay. also
5: a
2: creeper. he was good.
0: I was like, I thought he was going to be, uh, Steven when I heard oh, his yeah. voice you're familiar with this guy, my voice is my passport or whatever. Yeah. Fucking sneakers. Watch sneakers. If you don't know what I'm fucking talking about, watch fucking sneakers, you asshole. Sorry. I don't mean to be negative. I apologize. But when I heard his voice, I first thought that. And then I was like, oh, this guy's just a fucking dime store, Steven Tabloski. And then he fucking like owned his shit and he's great. Oh yeah. I totally agree. Fucking great character. And then
5: we've said what we needed to say about Murray, but I think Murray's biggest addition and, addition to the cat to this cast and like what he propels forward is Jonathan and Nancy getting it fucking on,
0: <laughs> which we all wanted. We needed It was like, this. I felt, I kind of felt like that scene was like an idea planter and they're just like, well, he does fucking have a dick and he's like, well, she's just pretty fucking cute. And <laughs> he's a fucking pervert. I would watch out for a little bit of that aspect because I guarantee you he had fucking cameras in that bedroom. Anyway, go ahead. He probably did
5: but i love the <laughs> fact that he just calls jonathan and nancy on their shit and it's hard as a kid in high school to be like hey i'm you know i know that i need this is the one for me but jonathan is you know he's shy man he's a shy kid i wanna um but i just love that whole scene with them when they go to tell him, like sh- like after they sneak into the uh the lab and like get all that shit to present it to yeah. people. And Murray yeah. goes oh, on this whole like, I'm thinking. And he makes aspect. like that.
0: That's truly yeah. Sorry to interrupt you again. That's truly the Gene and and, and Scott relationship going on here.
5: Oh, yeah, for like sure. It's great. It's great. I fucking love it. All the um, mysteries. Together. But, yeah, just that whole scene with Murray. Like, I'm thinking. And he's making, like, the vodka drink and watering it down. And just genius. Genius riding all around. And great acting. And I love that... Um, you know, we finally get to see Jonathan and Nancy get together. They know they need to be together. There's like, they just have this whole history and they're always together and they're trying to do something grandiose. And, you know, they know they need each other. It's just good. It's good. I'm so glad that we, it's finally fucking happened. You know, I was very upset when she got with Steve at the end, but I like Steve at that point. So I wasn't like that upset, but I know. You know, yeah. what I know now is that they should have always been together. And I'm glad that the four brothers know that they should be together. But what does season three have to offer? I don't know. They're probably going to, someone's going to fuck something up and they're going to break up. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to move on to, we're going to talk about Billy yeah. and Max, which are, I guess, you know, like two of the bigger characters, they both go to the same high school as the other kids. You know, we gotta talk about him. What'd you think about yeah. Billy? Uh
0: I really liked uh Billy. He's a good actor. I like that kid. I just realized we just realized that he's from the fucking Power Rangers. He was Jason. Um but he was like uh I don't know, he was a charismatic character. Yeah. <laughs> He was a guy for like, cause you want, like there were certain moments where they put emphasis on him being like, Oh, there's more to this, this guy. But then he was like such a piece of shit. And you're just like, ah, there's nothing to this guy. And then you see him get beat up, but then you see him also trying to help in like really small ways and really weird ways. He's like the Wolverine of the series. Like, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'm sorry to keep doing it, but there's a lot of fucking X-Men parallel that I'm seeing here. And that's just me. I realize that, but he's kind of like the Wolverine character of this story. You know, you just like and in a better way than fucking Brian Singer or anybody else has ever attempted. You know what I mean? Like, think about it for just two seconds. I enjoyed it.
5: Yeah, I mean, I think Bill is great. I I definitely thought he was like uh, uh owning that Kiefer Sutherland Lost Boys look, which ah, fucking there you yes, I love Lost thinking. Boys. You, um, you, know, you know, I love all the references the the universe.
0: That's our Wolverine. It's a motherfucking Kiefer Sutherland, baby. That's my favorite actor. Keith.
4: Yeah. Keith,
5: I mean, fucking that? Uh, but, I, I, but I love that. Like um, they bring this up and beyond uh stranger things, but um, I was also, uh, I also picked up on it that I love that there was this other, like this worldly threat because we have this otherworldly f- threat always going on in stranger things. Right. Like we got a demogorgon, yeah. we got the player yeah. this season. Um, so, you know, I love that there was something else happening and like he, you know, Steve was like the coolest kid in school, and this guy is cooler than him. He smokes, he drinks, he has a badass car, fucking cool ass haircut. I mean, dude's fucking ripped, hot as shit. Look at those high waisted jeans. Look at that ass. Mm. You know, <laughs> um, you know, Billy's great, Billy's like what you need in this show. Um, I, I, my favorite part is when you find out why Billy is the way he is when he has that confrontation with his pops, and because Max uh, jets away with Lucas to go with steve and dustin because they finally got on the walkie they're all getting together to fight something which we'll get to later Mm -hmm. um but yeah i thought billy was great i thought the relationship it's like it sucks man that dude is a piece of shit but you know it's it's like needed almost and i the thing i like about stranger things is you kind of see these shitty characters become better so i'm hoping and the next season, or me, you know, you know, whatever they decide to do with Billy, because I would hate for them just to lose him. Like, oh, him and Max move away. It's a bullshit mm-hmm. move, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd really like to see uh, Billy like have to fight something and like be like, oh, there's something more than my bullshit, my hair, and my, you know, like getting laid every night. Like, there's mm-hmm. more going on in this world than what I know. Because I think he needs that to become mm-hmm. a better character. Definitely. And and I think if anything, the Duffer Brothers are great at is. Taking characters and just like characters you don't like, you know, oh, that's the fucking douchey, that's a fucking asshole, and turning them into like, maybe these characters aren't that, you know, like what mm-hmm. if there's more? What if they had the opportunity to be more than what, like, you know, their family lives have given them or how they've grown up? And I think they constantly do that with every character, you know, like with 11, yeah. with, and it's just, yeah, I think it's fucking genius. But I love Billy, love Max, love the new additions. All right, so here we go. Right before we get into the creature shit and the end Uh of this, we're going to talk about Bob the superhero.
0: Yeah, for sure.
5: And Bob, I think we've already, like, you know, we've set our love for Bob, but Bob steps the fuck up. He takes one for the fucking team, and he does a good fucking job. Yeah. Like I said, I'm team Bob all the way. What did you think about his run-in with... We'll get into the demo dogs and dart and the mind flare, but like, you know, ultimately we all know that Bob does not make it out of the season, which is sad because I would have had all the Sean Astin. I would loved him to go
0: on. Uh, so but can I we get into the, So can we get into any grizzly let's
5: details? Do let's, just, let's do it. Let's do. It. We'll all get right. Here's, all
0: of it. here's the thing. I just I'll just go ahead and say this right now. My boy Bob the Brain. He realizes what needs to be, what needs to happen. And he jumps at the chance because he knows it's all about basics, some coding language that he knows, computer coding language. And you know, he jumps at the chance to help because he knows it. He doesn't jump at the chance to help because
4: He's well strong, i boy. mean it's
0: important but it's just he just kind of like naturally be like that's where i'm best at and that's what makes bob a superhero is he doesn't even think about what's right or wrong it's just who he fucking is hmm. and there he is and he's helping and you know spoiler he's, my boy sacrifices himself in a way more thematically more more in a narrative kind of way because he's right there there is like a long moment where you're like you can fucking run in that half second but like i explained to somebody earlier you were having this conversation Uh, but (laughs) what i said earlier was that you know for the character in the story it probably happened in an instant Mm -hmm. you know him being taken out and stuff like that otherwise it wouldn't have happened Obviously, because we've seen how smart all these characters are. But in a filmic sense, we get that moment where we see you just know there's that low angle where the person is smiling, you're like, oh fuck, they're about to get eaten by something, you know what I mean? And there's this like long pause, this dramatic pause, and then the monster hits him. But that's like playing to our emotions, you know? And and that monster, I just want to tell you this, audience members, fans of Stranger Things, fans of Sean Aston, you know. I it's it's hard it's hard to come to grips with but this is reality here what we're dealing with and you know sometimes the monster gets you know what do they say in no no country for old men sometimes bad things happen to good people
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and you know that's what it took for everybody else to survive it took him being there and dying that way and giving what he gave They don't call him bob the brain for nothing
5: i mean it's true man i mean the thing is is like if people are upset about him like not running towards her and getting out it's like this scene happens in all these kinds of movies that stranger things is you know gathering all the like references to and you know this scene had to happen you know like yeah i was on the edge of my seat just like everybody else i wanted bob to live just like everybody else but like What's his character arc for the next season? Because, you know, Hopper and Joyce are probably going to get together, which you kind of secretly really want, you know, because yeah. they're better together, you know, than Bob. Bob is going to be the guy, like, this is what's going to happen with Bob if he lives. Bob will live. He will be. They will get married, but Joyce will cheat on him with Hopper. And we don't yeah. want that because everyone in Stranger Things, like, I think the things about, about Stranger Things is, is like, you know, this is the tagline for the friend group, but friends don't lie. And I think yeah. it, it was throughout the entire show. Like, I think everyone's very true with one another and like, yeah, they do tell white lies to get things done or because they're scared. And like, we've all done it. It doesn't mean that they are any less like not following that rule. It's like yeah. Dustin keeps dart and doesn't tell anyone about it when he finds him and finds out what dart is. It's just like, he's scared and he doesn't want to get in trouble for it. He doesn't want to lose his friends and they have conversations about this, but this what makes the show so great. It's like, Bob needs to die.
0: Bob needs to die. So, you know, somebody you know, in every great story, it's representative of you know death of our our humanity and death of our person or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody's got to die. You know what I mean? And, and and in this case, it's probably the most noble of all the characters in the series.
5: I, honestly, he's the MVP of this season. I'm just gonna say it in uh, <laughs> uh, the superhero. But Joyce has a line. I can't remember it, but she gets she's pissed off because he died. She did love him. I think she loves him on a like a different level than she like. If her and Hopper do get together, she'll love him, Bob, on a different level than she loved like uh, Lonnie, which was her first husband, which gave us Will and Jonathan. And then you know ultimately the Hopper relationship, which is gonna happen, guys. Like just fucking get over it. It's going to. But she loved uh, like you can love more than one person, and you know Bob was there for a certain time period and he did what he had to do as a character. And that's what I think is the genius of the Duffer brothers. And when Joyce gets mad at a point and she's just like, no, fuck this, this is what we're doing. Yeah. You know, when it's like, it's when they take Will to the cabin to burn the fucking, like, you know, do the fucking exorcist scene. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just like the fucking exorcist scene. And I love it. It's all references and I love it, but they make it its own, which is the genius of these guys and production and Netflix, letting them do what they want. But, you know, she's like, I'm fucking burning the shit out of my son because they did this to Bob. And Bob doesn't deserve this. That's the thing. Bob de- Bob deserves to li- to work at Radio Shack, become a general manager of fucking Radio <laughs> yeah. Shack, and live with Joyce and Will and Jonathan, and have this great fucking perfect life. But that's not yeah. Stranger Things, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's hard. Sometimes it's yeah. got to be really Sometimes that has got
0: to be hard. It's real. And that's what Lucas was trying to get across to Max earlier, is that sometimes, like, things are just this fucking way. Yo, Maddie I want to say you know like we've been away from Andrew for a little bit do you mind if we continue the stranger things conversation uh, on our next heavy rotation as a part two from where Dude, we are uh, all right there's let's so much to talk real about real quick. mad respect all
5: right let's get through I just want to do one last thing and okay, I cool. I'll, that
0: works okay so that.
5: I cool. this is what we're going to do superhouse podcast listeners we're going to talk about dart demo dogs and the mind flayer and will real quick And we're also going to incorporate the snowball dance and the conclusion of stranger things. So I'm going to give my piece about it. I'm going to let Stefan say his piece. And if any kind of tangent happens, we got to stop it.
0: Yeah. Throw. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go first. Lob lob, lob us, you know, we'll lob the fucking topics. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go. I'm just going to say my piece real quick. I love that.
5: I love that Dustin found Dart. I love that. D'Artagnan was like, you know, this weird, strange creature that they found. And for all it's worth, it came out of Will when he spit up the slug at the end of season one. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if I saw that or thought it and dreamed it. But that's what I think. Um, I will say that about Dart. I wish Dart was still around because he dies. And I wish because we all know that the Mind Flayer is a hive mind and controls lesser beings. But I saw Dart as a little puppy dog uh-huh that i would love to like he has to keep secret in like season three and then yeah. then like later on in season three they're like you still have a demo dog and he's like yeah but it's, <laughs> it's dart he's cool you know maybe that leads to other problems but like i would have loved seeing because i love stories about a boy and his monster or a boy and his robot or and that's just me and it's the story i would write but i know the duffer brothers had something else in mind yeah so Let's talk about the Demogorgon real quick. Great creature. Great design. Loved it. I yeah. have a pop figure over there. Love uh, it. Kind of want the little so funko much action see. figure. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me get through it. Uh, Demo dogs is what you do with fucking Stranger Things too. This is fucking aliens, everyone. You need Demo dogs. You need as yeah. many Demogorgons yes. as you get, but smaller. Man, the truth. Um, but it's what you need. Mindflare, great fucking villain. Because he is sentient. He has other plans. And people have bested him. And that's fucking great. That you could, you could like, it's such a good character. And when uh, Dustin tells him about the mind flayer in D and D, and relating everything back to the demogorgon and why that thing gets its name, I love it. I love that um, it's controlling like lesser beings. So you know what's in store for the crew next go around. Um, real quick on Will, I love fucking Will. This season we get more of Will. He gets possessed, and I, you know, if I haven't said enough, I love possession stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a I have a religious upbringing, so like demons and shit like get to me and like having something possess will, I think, was great. I love the scene where he falls down in the field and does the fucking thing scream so fucking good. Oh, so uh. Oh. So anyway, I'm gonna go to the cl- conclusion real quick. I thought snowball dance was a great way to end this fucking season because you wanna see these kids kiss. You wanna see them have, you know, this relationships, you Some wanna see times. them be you wanna see everyone be a kid. I wanna touch real quick on Nancy and Dustin, because I thought it was great. Because I wish, you know, I think everyone wishes they had that—that that the sister of a friend that would have danced with them and made the other girls jealous because she's dancing and she's cuter and she's older. And ah, uh, it's so good. The Duffel Brothers get what it's like to be that age because I'm sure yeah. they went through the same shit as we all did on some level. I mean, yeah. I'm, uh, for me anyway, I'm sure there were popular kids out there who got whatever the fuck they wanted, but I'm a fucking geek and I listen to wow. like fucking rock and roll music, so uh, I didn't get that. Um, I thought it was a great conclusion. I love how they ended with the mind flayer over the upside down. The mind flayer is going to play another fucking role in this. And he's smarter than we all think. He just, he got bested and we all know about great villains. They always come back. And that's what I think the genius of stranger things and the Duff brothers is, is you don't kill off good villains. And I think the mind flayer is definitely a great villain. And I hope we get, you know, I don't need a voice from him, but I need him to possess more things and talk. People and yeah. be like, yeah. well, you bested me this time, but you won't best me this. And I think you know, hopefully, and I'm gonna go through my thoughts for season three. I like to see Eric, Erica, and Billy become better characters and hopefully save the day against another Mind Flayer team up. Like versus, you know, we get the full Stranger Things crew, Billy and Steve, fucking taking out fucking demo dogs or whatever the fuck the Mind Flayer has for him because we don't know what exists in the Upside Down exactly yeah, we know we yeah. got demogorians demo dogs and a mind flayer that exist, but what else is out there right and anything can happen because if anything showed us about this season the duffer brothers have a plan and it's going to be fucking dope ah! Stephanie, take it away what are your thoughts on all okay so yeah, all things?
0: Sorry. sorry to rush you i'll go run down those topics real quick um the f- i really didn't like the whole d'artagnan name to begin with i like three musketeers don't get me wrong but I hated how they called him dart. I was just like, Oh, this is so forced to me. Like what the fuck fucking fuck that. And the only thing that I thought of when I saw that little creature was slither right away. (laughs) End of first season. I was like, that's some slither shit. Dustin, this is where I think you were fucking naive as a motherfucker. And you should Mm -hmm. listen to everybody. However, them goddamn Duffer brothers, this is how they get you. The endearing end piece where this motherfucker, this is how, you know, how intelligent the, the demogorgon species is or whatever you know what i mean like they're like where they're just like oh but we're gonna add a a level a a new level here that you didn't think about and then it's like oh wait we're gonna add another level how do you think about that and i'm just like god damn it (laughs) you know what i mean i didn't like dart and they're like darts this and darts that it was too amblin spielberg cutesy for me i'll give it that maybe that's what they were going for you could take that shit out the door However, when they rounded it out, I'm just like, you sons of bitches. How dare it's you? It's E.T.,
5: man. It's fucking almost it E.T. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
0: And they phone home on that shit right there. It was. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ah, oh, you got. And maybe that's what it is. There's an art form in that. And it's just like it's some kind of like pain and pleasure. That's like some Hellraiser shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. in filmmaking wise. Um uh, but uh, I love in in terms of like what we've been saying about aliens and all that stuff is like, it's really about like the evolution, the slight bit of backstory we get on the creature aspect of everything. And mm-hmm. they did such a great job with that and just like developing everything. And as much as I'm just like, I don't like dart, you know, stupid I love the whole turn and this motherfucker. He like gave his turtle up. Like who doesn't want a fucking turtle? He's like, nah, this is. I know what
5: happened to the fucking turtle. We know the cat's yeah. dead,
0: but he's just in the room the somewhere. Man. Yeah, yeah, I know. He probably went hiding someplace cool, the basement probably. Oh, I don't want to <laughs> think about that. I'm sad now, but. <laughs> um, so I loved all that shit. Blah 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 blah. We'll jump to the conclusion. Um, you know, like eleven closed the gate. You know, Mm. she closed that type of reference, that type of storyline from this kind of nostalgic play that they're going on and doing in their own way. Don't, don't get me wrong doing in their own way, which is what makes the show so good. But, you know, they had this ending, you know, this cliffhanger ending that is just like, we mentioned mind flare, but you have no idea what that means yet. And I'm just like, Oh, like it's you motherfuckers. You know, they wrapped up a certain part of the story. But in doing so, in wrapping up the answers that we were left with from season one, they raised whole new questions with all the new stuff. You're yeah. just like, oh, my God, it's really fucking good. People like you don't need us to tell you it's good, but, you know, it's just like, again, I said, like, I'm I'm pretty unpatriotic. I'm pretty fucking like anarchistic, I think in a lot of my views but this is america to me television good great american television on down from fucking cheers roseanne to the simpsons to fucking the wire to fucking you know bionic man you name it this is great american television and that's going to be my piece for now on stranger things
5: <laughs> yeah so that's uh we'll just send it here this is Stefan and i we got a lot to say. Signing on there, off on Stranger Things. Andrew will see it. We'll get Joey on here. There'll be a part two. We will we will fucking dissect this shit till the end of time because like Stefan said, with the wire and you know, X Files and some of the greatest television shows ever. Stranger Things is in that pantheon now. They were there with a second season, man. How many shows can you say that about? Like it took I mean, there's like a good four or five seasons of X Files where I was like, all right, they made it. But the Duffer Brothers, Stranger Things crew, they fucking get it. They know how to make a great television show. And, dude, fucking, I need season three now. (laughs) All
0: right, right now we're going to check out a few creepy stories that I was able to collect recently. Um, We're going to discuss them afterwards. Um, But in the meantime, we'll start with Gerard's Tale. Uh, so you got a spooky tale uh, for us, uh, or otherwise interesting tale.
1: Um, you know, I don't know how much is interesting, how interesting <laughs> it is, but I mean, it's it's one of those things that kind of happened. And, you know, just some background. I'm originally from Hawaii. And, you huh. know, in Hawaii, we have a lot of supernatural stories, uh, the night marchers, uh, right. Madame Pele, um, you know, not to drive with pork over the pulley and things like that.
0: Huh. Well, so- we'll have to talk more about those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely.
1: So, I mean, I come from a background where, you know, the supernatural has kind of been woven into our culture. But personally, I really haven't had that experience. Although, you know, I have had situations where, you know, you can feel something off or a little eerie. And I only bring that up because you and I both went to uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design, mm-hmm. you know, one of the most haunted towns in the United States, supposedly. Yeah. And again, I've never had an encounter while I was in Savannah, mm-hmm. but I did feel a lot of weird things walking across, you know, certain areas. You just kind of, like, yeah. get this eerie feeling like either somebody's watching you or the hair in the back of your neck starts to stand up, you know. So there's there's always that weird flow of energy that you feel. And um, so, you know, I kind of bring that up because one of my buddies and I, we, you know, he also went to uh, the Savannah College of Art and Design. And mm. this e- encounter, I guess, or this story that uh, I guess we'll share with you um, involves him as well, so we're both from Scad, and he's really into the supernatural as well. He as well he loved going onto the um, those haunted tours that they had in Savannah, and we talk about you know certain places that were haunted. But again, I never really had those experiences. Yeah. So you know, after Scad, uh, this happened during a uh, our, our trip to uh, sorry uh, San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. the, the actual Comic Con. Yeah. And uh, so we we were there for the whole um, you know the whole duration of the period, and it was a really busy time. You know, we met a lot of people, did a lot of networking. Uh, so we were running around crazy. And on our flight um, from San Diego back to Denver, you know, we were exhausted. We got like the last flight coming in, and, and we were just tired. And I, I think we came in around like at ten o'clock. And both he and I were just exhausted from the event. We'd come home, and I give all this because. You know, this could be some of the reasons why this happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, as you know, Denver International Airport has a, a little bit of hit, a, a notorious history about itself as well, right? The conspiracy, conspiracy theories. But there's also a lot of, you know, some people have had some eerie experiences in, uh, in DIA as well. And so this is basically the story of what happened to myself mm-hmm. and my buddy uh, coming back from San Diego Comic-Con. So we deboard, we get off the train, and, you know, we're in the main area, um, you know, right before baggage claim. And he's like, hey, man, I, I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, no problem, you know, I'll, I'll go too. So, you know, in the main concourse area, we, you know, get off the train, go straight to the restroom, and, you know, it's late, so I'm not really thinking about anything. So, you know, he goes into the stalls, I go to the urinal, and, you know, I do my business, I wash my hands. And you know, it, 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 I, I'm not really cognizant of everything going on. Mm. And you know, so you know, I'm done, and I'm and I'm waiting for him to kind of finish up. And so I'm sitting over there, just you know, just waiting for him to get done. And a few minutes pass by, and he comes running out of the bathroom. He's like, "Did you see that guy?"
0: Whoa!
1: And I was like, "I go, what guy?" He's like, "The guy that was in the restroom." And again, I don't know if it was because I was tired or what, but here's where the thing got kind of weird for us. It was that I go, you know, I'm thinking in the bathroom, washing my hand, and things like that. And I said, you mean that Colonel Sanders looking guy? (laughs) Apparently, you know, again, just in my peripheral, there was some older gentleman that was dressed all in white. And I guess he looked like Colonel Sanders to me. And I never thought anything of it because I was washing my hand and he was kind of standing off to the side, uh-huh. kind of like almost in front of the stall that my buddy was in. And he's like, yeah. And I go, I, I think, and again, I never mentioned, and he never mentioned, we, we both did not communicate that there was some older white guy standing in the bathroom. Yeah. I just had blurted out the Colonel Sanders guy, because that's what I thought I saw in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that dude. And I go, I, I go. I, I think. Yeah. Why? He goes. Because that dude walked straight through. The, I mean, he's like the bathroom stall was was closed, and apparently for him, he kind of like phased through the stall and was looking at him while he was doing his business. Yes. So, we just kind of stood there for a while because he's like pale as a ghost, and he's and he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, dude. I started like trying to, you know. He's like, I finished up, and he's like, did you see anybody walk out? And I was standing in, you know, in front of the door, waiting for him to get out. I was like, "Dude, nobody came out." And he's like, "What the fuck?" So we kind of, I mean, we both. I mean, I'm standing outside the bathroom, so I know nobody could walk in and out. Yeah. So we run back into the bathroom, kind of looking, and there's nobody there, and we're just both like, "Did that really happen?" And he's like, "Dude," he's like, "I swear to God, that guy like walked through the door, and was looking at me while I was taking the crap." And I was just like, and I go. Colonel Sanders looking dude, right? And he's like, yeah. And again, we haven't mentioned what this guy looked yeah. like. So we started comparing notes. And he
0: walked through his stall? or walked through his stall looking
1: at him while he was taking a crap.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like That's I said, we both tired, but again, the, the weird part was we both <laughs> described this guy without yeah. looking or without even comparing notes to begin uh-huh. with. Uh-huh. He was just kind of like freaked out for a while. And he's like, I got to sit down. I'm like, and I'm just, I'm just kind of replaying my mind, like, is my mind really playing tricks on me? But then again, mm-hmm. like, never really, you yeah. know, ascertained like what this guy looked like until I said something and he, he agreed. And he's like, yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was just kind of one of those freaky trips that, yeah. that I had going to DIA. but again, like I said, it wasn't a personal encounter for me. Although, like I said in my peripheral, I do remember when I was watching, right. that, there was some dude standing next to me. Mm-hmm. But again it's like you know you all get that point where it's like did i really see that but then how did yeah. you know i saw the same thing so
0: right right yeah plays it and that's that's what I always <laughs> say so that's it. pretty much the gerard's tale from the denver nice. international airport what do you guys think of what you spook <laughs> Spook. Say no, Duke. That's <laughs> really <laughs> It was a spook during a
1: Duke. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> That's amazing. <Yeah.
3: laughs> Only thing is, this guy didn't see the whole thing himself, though,
0: right? His friends, right, lot. right. He, he just seen, thought it was Yeah, but yeah, he said he does remember the presence of some person there, and then like, I would be fucking Ghostface too if I fucking was taking a shit, and I'm just like, oh hello like you have nowhere to run even though you probably could run right through them coming to terms with all that in of itself is an obstacle that i don't ever want to deal with while taking a shit well they're gonna shit seeing a specter no hell no that looks like colonel sanders like that's a whole (laughs) conversation that you cannot have on the shitter (laughs) yeah no but it's like if yeah. it's just staring at you and
5: there's no like <laughs> you like what the, i don't know like if it's like a like i mean we'd have to hear this guy's story to see how long it took but you know i don't know man that's fucking
0: weird i love it i love it though so yeah. post
3: post shit the ghost gets up phases through the stall door and then leaves
0: yeah yeah so he, so gerard who told the story is peeing and he sees somebody on his like you know his side peripherally and then whatever action is taking place there, he pees, kind of notices, leaves. And the action that took place was this other friend shitting as a ghost phased through his stall door to stare at him shitting. <laughs> so, you know, it's oh, one of man. those things. Yeah, that know, is, that is scary. Then, but the thing that connects it is that they either of them didn't... Um, describe this thing until after they were both out of the bathroom so that registers on my scale as a spook
3: i liked how he told it but the fact that he said that they were really tired and that that i think that that raises a red flag for sure Sure.
5: (laughs) Sure. dude i mean as much as a
0: healthy skeptic you know we need this
5: i mean the thing is is like i also saw my apparition when i was really tired and working late on an illustration but I mean, man, like, I think sometimes you have to be in that weird kind of that state seems, of, like, tired yeah. and awake to see yeah. some of this stuff. Because you're seeing into, in my opinion, you're seeing into another work, like another dimension almost. Right. So, like, yeah. you can't just stare right at it and see it. I mean, I'm sure people do see stuff like that. But there's got to be that, like, blur or something. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, you know, I was a little tired. And that's when they see it. And, like, sure, maybe it was a guy with, like, a a white beer or something that like was there but it's like ah, I don't know man it's like since I've had it happen it's like ah, I get it I get it you know you don't want to believe it but what if and that's what uh, I love about that
0: hmm very good <clears throat> alright What was that a spook from you
3: I would say spook because I like the way he told it he seemed like a cool dude Yeah, he's a good uh, guy
0: he's- from, from our alma mater
3: and Hawaii is cool uh, I just can't believe the ghost stuff entirely based on this evidence but um, as a story it's pretty cool
5: I uh, want to believe I want to believe
3: <laughs> Me too. I'm a scully up in this bitch
0: man <laughs> alright I have one Damn, more get out. got two molders here <laughs> scary story so right now we're going to listen to my friend Sam's story and this one is titled The Gremlin and what? three
4: brother when we were younger he just always had like problems sleeping up in his room and uh, he would just always come downstairs and tell my mom like he always felt like there was something breathing on his neck and my other brother, uh, Dominic, which is, he, li- he he stood in my, the room I stay in now where this guy Joe died, he passed away in there and he said he always used to hear up, running up and down the stairs and he lived, or he, his room was under the stairs. So, for a good couple months, we went through um, this, this like scary part for my brother. So, he couldn't sleep in his room right at all. So, my dad ended up coming and staying over one night just to, you know, try to figure things out. And the first night he stood there, uh, he woke up and he just came sprinting down the stairs and. Uh, yelling at me and my mom that there was this little thing it was like a little dude and had some red eyes and we named it the gremlin and uh, right after he told us that actually the the dryer went on with a bunch of shoes in there which is really odd we never put shoes in there so but very recently we, we haven't for the last past years haven't dealt with any of this but very recently I had a dream about but like a little baby behind my mom's door. There's a hole behind my mom's door and I seen the like a baby behind the door, my dream. So the next day in my dream, um, I seen the baby again and I freaked out and told my sister-in-law, Rachel, there's a baby behind the door. And she, as soon as it started walking out, I just had a panic feeling and she said, that's not a baby, and it was like the little dude that we used to deal with. And then later on that night when I actually went to bed, um, I fed my cat some food, and I thought, man, I heard, heard the, the cat's food still getting messed around, but I also heard some walks up the stairs, and I immediately assumed it was my cat, but I still heard her food, so I screamed for my dog, Heidi, and my mom said now Heidi was sleeping with her. And so I think it was the little guy again. Yeah, he's
0: crawling up the <laughs> stairs. Beautiful. Spook for sure. Yeah. So she, you know, like initially it's like the brother, like the breathing and hearing noises and stuff. And, you know, this like distinct kind of like image of this little gremlin thing going through the, like the whole narrative of her story or
1: whatever.
3: I give it a spook, but I feel like kids do weird shit, and I think (laughs) probably the kid put the uh, shoes in the
0: in the dryer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was an odd moment, which I like. I commend her for the way she told the story too, because when that moment came around, I was just like, ah, yeah, it seemed (laughs) very strange. Um, but yeah, so those are the stories I was able to collect this week. I thought they were both pretty creepy. And delicious. I like
3: that you're doing this. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's definitely it adds something to the podcast. time. It's yeah. Uncle Nibbles'
0: yeah. closet time. Uncle, Uncle Nibbles' kids club for adults for free. <laughs> all right, folks. This has been episode ninety-four of the Superhouse Podcast. We've been trying really hard to express ourselves in a safe place that we all can enjoy audience and host alike so please do tune in to future shows where we deal with the real issues like emotional imbalance uh <laughs> self-esteem issues that are impossible to grapple with as well as self-elevating inspirational platitudes that we find through social media tune in next time this has been super house thanks y'all Bye. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we we should be
3: floating on. We are basically on all social media. (laughs) Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar